Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. mighty awful fucking terrible just the worst bitch <laughs> that's how i'm doing hey guys welcome back to the show um i am uh the funniest of the wayans family kim and i am mary j blush this is the read thanks for coming back to another episode of the podcast guys I'd like to start with a quick disclaimer i've decided to attend today's meeting trunk because um, life's happening fast. Seasonal depression is on me full force. Um, it is currently 36 degrees Fahrenheit in the city of New York. Um, the sun goes night-night at approximately 4.30 p.m., <laughs> which is strange. It's a bit um, sinister, I would say, uh, of the devil quite honestly, is what I believe. And then there's also um, the deadly panoramic that's still running wild mm-hmm. out here. Um, so, too much at once. Um, yeah. I would currently... I would I would describe my current uh, feelings like uh, I've never jumped out of an airplane, never gone skydiving, mm-hmm. but I feel as though I've just left out of an aircraft with no parachute. And while I'm plummeting to my death, it's also very thrilling. There's like um uh, like an adrenaline high that I'm on because nothing makes any sense and it's very clear that we're nearing the end. Okay. So that's fun. So what I decided to do earlier is stop <laughs> at my local um okay. libations palace and purchased some rose, which I've paired with uh, Tropicana's pineapple and orange juice, mm. uh, which is a very tantalizing duo of flavors. And here we are, you know, today. So thank you for joining us. That sounds um, kind of like a genius recipe, first of all. And it's secondly, yeah, same. It's like all of those things are happening, plus an endless stream of bad news every fucking day. Yeah. So just looking for joy wherever I possibly can, but still here by God's grace. You know, so in Black Excellence this week, a couple of people to shout out, some badass Black women specifically. First, I'm going to mention Nakia Smith. Nakia Smith is a young social media phenom. 22 year 22 years old and she's a tiktoker that's basically using her platform to teach everyone about black american sign language now i'm ashamed to say that 
I don't think I knew anything about Black American Sign Language before reading about Nakia. Um, but yeah. it's one of those things that I was like, oh, duh. Of course. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I, I watched a video that she did with um, Strong Black Lead and Netflix, where she mentioned that, you know, the first American school for the deaf was uh, created in 1817 or opened in 1817, but they weren't admitting Black students until 1952 because of Right. <laughs> so in the meantime, you know, Black Good communities, <laughs> Black deaf communities specifically had to, you know, come up with their own ways to uh, socialize in terms of language and stuff. And that's how Black American Sign Language, or BASL, was born. Amen. I love that in this video, Nikia also said um, the biggest difference between BASL and ASL is that BASL got seasoning. And there was something like, <laughs> there was something particularly satisfying about like seeing her sign that. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe it, but it was just like, I know it does, sis. I know it does have <laughs> sis. Like, it was something about it that was like, I'm, I'm new to this conversation, but I know you are correct about that. Nikia's um, fourth, the fourth generation of a five generation family that's deaf, I think. I probably didn't word that correctly, but, um, you know, she's proud and is using her platform to help educate people and in a fun way. And I'm really inspired by that. So thank you to her for teaching me something new that I'm, just, again, ashamed to say. I was like, what? Right. Black people have to do something else all on their goddamn own? So It's like, of course, you know, I think probably most of us felt that way. Like, oh, damn. Of course there's any bonics of ASL. Like, of absolutely. Course, of course we have our own shit because we always do no matter what. So, yeah, shout out to that young lady. Um, also a young lady by the name of Marseille Martin, who has broken a Guinness world record by being the youngest Hollywood EP. Now we mentioned her being the youngest Hollywood EP, uh, for the film Little. Oh yeah. When it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's official for Guinness as well. They've come in and said, <laughs> Hey girl, we acknowledge this as like a record breaking thing. Here's your plaque and your book or your crown or whatever they give you as well. So Yeah. I'm not going to not acknowledge this young superstar. I have stand mm -hmm. since she was like same a baby practically. Whatever, however old she was when the the show first started, and recognize that commuting timing. Blackish is still so good. It is, I mean, honestly, I really enjoy Blackish. I get that, you know, there's jokes or whatever, but I love it when I fucking tune in. I have seen every episode of that show and Marseille is just phenomenal on it. So yeah. I just could not be more proud. And she's just so she's just so good. She has a natural comedic timing. And then she's also I mean, she's just uh, I, She's a smart girl from a I'm, good right, background. Exactly. Like she got, like she, got she got good parents and she's just like a solid, sweet, smart, talented young lady. And I cannot wait to see how she grows. Speaking of Guinness World Records, there's a Brooklyn woman by the name of Simone Williams who's broken the record for the largest afro on a woman. Her oh, really? fro, her <laughs> crown. She lives in Brooklyn. <laughs> Of course, right? Like, duh. Of course she fucking lives in Brooklyn. Are you kidding? She probably She's probably got Fran's number. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she and Fran brunch. So <laughs> her her crown is an eight point 
0.07 inch tall, 8.85 inches wide, and 4 foot 10 inches around. Shut up. <laughs> yes, indeed. Wow. So, first of all, you can go on, uh, is this their TikTok or their Instagram? The Guinness Book of, the Guinness World Records has posted her here on this as their Facebook. Um, but she said that she was um, inspired by the previous record holder who's from Louisiana. I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's A-E-V-I-N. Evan, maybe? Or Avon? One of y'all It probably is Some- Evan. <laughs> Somebody the other day when I was mentioning that girl who was talking about Megan Thee Stallion taking her dress idea or something, and her name was spelled like A-Z-Z-H-I-A, and I said, uh, I said, I don't remember what I said, like Aziah or Z or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> Somebody no. tweeted me. Somebody tweeted me the next day. It was like, clearly your hood ride is off because it's clearly Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Her name's obviously, and I was like, it is. Oh, <laughs> like, that's my bad. <laughs> I didn't even question it. I was like, you know what? I believe you're right. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, the thing about it for me is like when I saw this woman, like her her fro is obviously big, but right. it didn't look like strikingly record-breaking huge to me. And I'm assuming this is because I've seen so many different sizes, shapes, yep. styles. You've seen a, a lot of, of fake hair. ones. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You know, a lot of big-ass fros that are not real as well. So, like, right. God bless you, Simone, for all mm-hmm. of the maintenance that she must have to <laughs> go through every day to keep this thing looking as sharp and, and luxurious and voluminous or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Um, as it does. Yeah. So props I'm, to you. I'm scrolling through the pictures now and wash day must be like wash week. I'm, I'm saying. I cannot like, even imagine I'm, having to manage this much hair. As soon as that ha- touches my shoulders, I'm cutting it off. I don't know how you do this. That has to be like a four act <laughs> performance. Oh like, my God. That, <laughs> yes. like Her wash day has an intermission because oh, that's man. a lot. Let me tell you what, she don't never just go to bed. She don't never just right. be tired and just lay down. <laughs> she don't. She got a whole process that must be completed. You <laughs> know, no way in the world. God bless. Beautiful hair. She first has to crochet her own scarf <laughs> because, <laughs> like, who cares about black women's hair out here besides black women? Shit. So, like, there's that. Um, oh, yeah. She got specialty pillowcases, all that shit. I know that. Shout out to you, Simone, and obviously to Brooklyn, because clearly. Um, and last yeah. but not least, I wanted to say, um, I wanted to mention Natalie DeSell Reed, who passed away recently from colon cancer. I mean, this year has just been like way, way, way too much. And I wish that I could fight cancer face to face for real. Like, um, yeah. Natalie is famous for production she was a part of like BAPS she was on Eve she was in the Rogers Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella that Brandy and Whitney Houston did mm-hmm. which I and think she was, was so perfect in that amazing that role she was one of my favorite parts of that that whole film she was in How to Be a Player she's like almost everything that Natalie Sell Reed was in <laughs> she was like a highlight for me she yeah. had all my favorite fucking lines in BAPS I have like but she was the funniest part of Eve I've I just have always been a fan of this woman. And yeah. so my prayers, my heart goes out to her family, to all her close friends. Like, we really lost a gem, um, an icon to me in terms of icon, I mean, in terms of, of comedy specifically. So mm-hmm. that really, like, kicked my ass earlier today when I read about it. 
And you were the first person I thought of when I heard the news, actually, because I remember a time before when I think you opened the show and you introduced yourself as her. And yeah. I was like, who? Because the name didn't ring a bell at first. And then once you told me, I was like immediately filled with a very deep shame because, of course, I know who Natalie DeSell is. But the whole community knows who Natalie right, DeSell is, even right. if you didn't know her name. <laughs> you knew her you face. Knew who she was. Absolutely. Yes. It's like Bokeem Woodbine. You just know who that is. And right. so. I, I thought of you first and then I thought about Halle Berry because just three or four days ago, she posted an old video of the two of them like while they were filming Babs and like, mm-hmm. you know, strolling down Rodeo Drive in character kind of and just being silly and having fun. And I just thought it was so sweet. So I thought about her then and I said, let me put Babs on my rewatch list as soon as I'm done with every assignment for this semester. It's and I can finally so sit good. my ass down. Right, I said, let me watch something that I know is going to entertain the fuck out of me. So hearing that news was just like, God, of all, again. Of all the souls you could have taken universe, I'm not understanding why it was Natalie and not a few others I could name. But yeah. Mitch McConnell is literally (laughs) rotting. He's literally walking around and rotting. And yet, like, here we go, just losing the great. Oh, yeah. A, A giant loss for all of us. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, so this week in our pop culture segment, Hot Top, Spider Top, Into the Bottom Verse, or Into the Verse Bottom, whichever one's funnier for you. Fun. Um, 
So the versus battles are still going strong. And up next, apparently, we've got one for the books, honey. It's um, Ashanti versus Keisha Cole, both of whom have blocked me on all social media. Same. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not for anything I can remember specifically, but I feel like I probably earned both of them. Oh, I definitely deserved it. it. I know I deserved it. Um, For Keisha, I'm pretty sure she blocked me after I mentioned... Whatever she said about flying to London so she could see the Eiffel Tower or some shit like that. (laughs) Oh, that was her. (laughs) I don't even remember what the fuck I tweeted, but I definitely remember her retweeting me and being like, no, bitch, that's not what I meant. (laughs) And then I got blocked, so. I don't remember what I said, but it literally could have been anything. It could have been anything. That's exactly what I said. So, you know, I'm not proud of that, but it is what it is. Um, so their uh, battle royale is scheduled for Saturday, December the 12th. It will be starting at a sharp 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Mm, Pacific time. It won't. <laughs> and it's being sponsored by Doritos and Ciroc. <laughs> yeah, these niggas are going to get their money, right? They're going to yeah, get their fucking like, money. Hello, obviously. <laughs> like, All right. Ashanti, eat the cool ranch. Shut up and eat the fucking cool ranch on camera. Um, so, you know, break out your jersey dresses and your, your high heel Tims, girls. It's a celebration. Mm-hmm. I don't personally feel compelled to join this particular one. I didn't really join into many of these. Gucci and Jeezy broke records, I believe, with their battle, which was exciting given the history. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Ashanti and Keisha have any um, out in the open tension that the girls know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't feel crazy about joining this. I hope you guys have fun. I'm sure it will be very impactful for those of you who have ever broke up with a nigga via loose leaf paper or who. I sure know, have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how dare you clock me like that i you know i hope you guys have a good time i broke up with my oh no i did that over voicemail but i broke that up too. with my boyfriend <laughs> i don't remember what grade that was but i damn sure did write that nigga a note and passed it in the hallway if you ever broken up with a nigga and then slammed a flip phone flip phone shut <laughs> front row seat this is all about you so i'm definitely um, going to watch it but it seems like an uneven matchup to me. Like, maybe I'm just crazy, but I feel like Ashanti is going to beat her ass. This is the thing about it. I felt that way when I first thought this, too. I was like, I feel like Ashanti's just got so many songs that she's written, been featured right. on. She singles has of so her many hits. Right. Memorable. But then I kept thinking, I was like, I feel like, first of all, I can name a couple of Keisha songs I really like. But I also feel like Keisha will be one of those artists where when she gets going, I'm going to be like, oh, this bitch does have a catalog. Like, I feel like Keisha yeah, will, re- will remind me in it the could. verses, like, bitch, I wasn't playing games all these years either. So I really I don't know to be honest with you I I think it'll be fun though that's it's definitely possible but my first reaction was just I feel like Ashanti is uh, gonna easily walk away with this but you know maybe everybody's bored and and ready to get together and have a good time so like is she allowed to play the Jennifer Lopez songs or can she only play oh no I think you can play everything you have a credit on I think so I think that's the rule Cause if I was a shot, I'd be like, "Cue up yeah. the J Lo." That's me too, as well, girl. You remember Come on, that? On don't the you? six and in the mix, all that shit. Yep, play that all that shit. Don't play with me, girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I mean, that was her singing any goddamn way. Let's okay. 
have fun. I don't know. The J-Lo stands are going to find... I mean, it's a fact, but they're going to find you. <laughs> they're going to be pissed. And what are you going to do about it, actually? Yeah, no, nothing. But yeah, th- you I gonna mean, fly girl me to death? I will be entertained if nothing else. So I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fine, and I can't wait to uh, check out the highlights and whatever random hood shit is gonna happen in the middle. Because you it's always it. like you know something. It. You know, it's Teddy Riley shit not working and him being a hot mess. <laughs> it's Gucci never sitting the fuck down. You know, it's Patty LaBelle never sitting down. There's always something that happens that's like yeah. the highlight of the night, and I can't wait to check. Uh, instagram and twitter the next day and find out what that was so you i'm gonna guys... just yeah i'm gonna just need niggas to uh do the covid tests on time because oh. that is what delayed us the last time waiting on covid tests for <laughs> everybody to do a fucking covid test and it's like oh but yeah i will be watching interesting to those of you who are mentioning how this is going to cause a lot of holiday panda bear um breakups to happen right before christmas and things like that a lot of you motherfuckers gonna be reliving some issue with their significant other by way of this versus battle oh shit niggas are currently afraid they're not getting that ps5 for christmas um, because of what Swiss Beats and Timbaland are doing this time around, <laughs> I want to remind y'all: most of the individuals who will feel away um, during this or after this particular verses will likely be right back over to Team You by the time the twenty fifth comes well, around. Well, <laughs> so just keep it together. Buy the flowers oh, and the edible man. arrangements now. Put them on ice and get your lie together for when is this again? The 12th? Yeah, yeah so get your so, lies yeah. together, niggas, for the 13th and the 14th of the month. And I promise you, you will likely be fine by the time Christmas comes around. If not, you will definitely see a New Year PS5 because most of these bitches will just go ahead and get you one in retrospect or whatever. A retroactive gift, whatever you'd like to call it. Probably so, because the thing about... um the thing about this is if you and your partner break up because of Akisha Cole and Ashanti versus, then y'all needed to break up because that is the dumbest thing of all time. Like that is and, just, like, and women already don't like to break up around Christmas anyway. Mm. Like people don't really want to break up in the middle of, I mean, we're full thrust into the holiday season. Hoes do not yeah. want to be posting on Instagram by themselves on Christmas day, especially if they done had a man for the past three years and they done overlooked his shit all this time anyway. So 9.8 times out of 10, she just going to be mad in her feelings. Like if Yuri said, you bring mm-hmm. her a little Moscato and some roses, it's going to be fine. So, Absolutely. so I mean, if the y'all least really her black ass up, could do is punch it down to the Walgreens and pick out a card, bitch. Bare and some minimum. Turtles. Bare and some minimum. Turtles. They're open late. So you should just go get her what she likes, bring it the fuck back, and, you know, lay low. You just lay low. You don't ask for nothing. Maybe you get up in the morning and you just wash a dish. Just it will be fine, nigga. <laughs> and you don't even deserve it, and it will be fine. I want you to rem- I want to remind you of that yeah. before today's inevitable uh Twitter battle of the sexes. But if she leaves you, it's real bad. Like you really fucked up. Real oh, bad. <laughs> and I'd like to know why she wasn't listening to Summer Walker or whoever the fuck else they did. I mean, I mean one of the, the, you know, the quiches of today. When the message hits you, it hits you. Um, so 
Drake apparently is starting his own line of scented candles with a company he calls Better World Fragrance House. Mm. And these um, candles are apparently going for $48 a pot, <laughs> which kind of gags me at first. But then I was like, I guess like like those like nice candles, especially of a decent size, do tend to be pricey sometimes because I'm a candle girl. I haven't bought a candle in a while, like a big one. But I remember being like, ooh, this is a bit much. Yeah, I was actually so. thinking more like 80 to 100 because some of the like really nice giant candles mm. or even just the like luxurious, quote unquote, or like the fancy ones easily get up to that amount. So I'm actually kind of surprised it's 45. 48. 48, my bad. Is it on sale? I don't think so. I think oh, it's just retail for okay. him. Well, all right. There's more. There's Okay, so the names of these luxurious um scents are sweeter sweeter tings which <laughs> i've decided up. to just i just decided to let it go you know what i'm saying like it is not sweeter tings. it is what is it for it's real? a toronto thing no. that's a toronto thing it's part of the it's my culture but it's not at the same time i can respect that i'm leaving it alone it is called sweeter tings no it isn't <sighs> my word I actually don't I do not believe you <laughs> there's one called Williamsburg sleepover don't get it must be uh, that sounds musty and white ugh good <laughs> <laughs> gross that's very patchouli-ish <laughs> that's gonna smell like patchouli and, and wet dog and ugh <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> I'm sorry, come back. Williamsburg sleepover. There's one called Good Thoughts and one called Muskoka. I don't know what that means. (laughs) What? All of these make me uncomfortable except good thoughts what is good thoughts gives me baduism um okay but the the thing here is that there's another candle scent that is 80 dollars and the reason that it's more expensive is because this particular candle is said to smell just like drake himself oh okay I see. So the cheap ones are just somebody else's expertly Candle. blended scents. Yeah. And then this one smells particular. Okay. Yeah. All the right. hook. The hook yes, is the Drake I scent. see. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you're smart, Aubrey. <laughs> so the um the the Drake scent is called Carby Musk, which <laughs> Carby Musk. <laughs> I spoke. I don't know when it was, maybe a week or so ago, about how I've always disliked the word musk (laughs) and how looking it up um, informed me that musk is some sort of scent from a deer's tender places. So now this Carby musk, of course, makes me think of the smell or the scent of deer pussy and beer. When you say Carby, I'm thinking bready, which means yeasty. So I'm going to need you to not. <laughs> like whole weed and deer ass. And that's <laughs> Who wants to hear the smell the musk version of yeast? <laughs> Carby musk. <laughs> it's going to smell like an uncrustable. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that smells like, but what, I, I have to smell this. 
I will buy one and I will light it and I will tell everybody. I have to know what this smells like. I have to know. When does this go on? Oh my God. The fact that something musky Ooh, just I'm actually crying. Attacks me. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So all right. I didn't see exactly when the things drop. Apparently, she, um, it's already been on sale and sold out. So we got to wait for it to restock. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, of good course. <laughs> um, of course. So he did send a bunch of, or his team sent out a bunch of uh, candles to celebrities such as Kelani and the Toronto Raptors and whoever the fuck else I guess he's friends with. Um, and like the candles that people posted just look like a regular candle with that somebody used like a gold sharpie and wrote on the side i'm like i'm hoping mm. that the packages in these pictures the packaging that's in these pictures is not the final product gotcha. that's giving a little like sample <laughs> sample set <laughs> oh, that shit. was just you know signed for the girls or whatever but anyway right. okay <laughs> the drake the drake candle is said to feature a smooth musk fragrance with notes of musk <laughs> ambers cashmere suede and velvet what the fuck do cashmere suede and velvet smell like Mm, well suede smells like cowhide Mm. velvet smells like carpet Mm. cashmere i don't uh, cashmere just smells like i don't know that's a that that one i cannot put my finger on but these combinations of words don't make me want to try the candle (laughs) It sounds, it's, it sounds like it smells like the woods, which I guess could be good depending on what you're looking for. I don't really know. But the thing that confused me initially when I read like the headline and stuff is like I when when celebrities and people say that like this candle smells like me, I'm always like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, does it smell like the fragrance you wear or like it smells like their body chemistry mixed with that fragrance that's what i am assuming that's what i'm assuming either that or it just smells like their body naturally because if if you wear creed or whatever then i would imagine are you selling then the candle don't smell like you nigga it smells like your cologne yeah which is something completely different if you if it smells like you fresh out of the fucking shower or something then i would assume that the candle doesn't smell like drake it smells like dove or whatever the fuck that you you know what I mean? so like the the statement in itself confuses me mm-hmm. but it's all technically a gimmick anyway so just buy a fucking exactly candle. exactly <laughs> like, i'm just thinking normally when they tell you what the candle smells like they give you like notes of something that has a noted scent like mm. something that people associate with a smell as opposed to like a fabric or a texture. <laughs> it's like cashmere and velvet, nigga, suede? What? What it, just one tell me what it is. <laughs> one of y'all is probably a perfumer or some one of those. Yeah, those somebody would be, be, like, be like, um, actually Here's the bed right. Exactly. <laughs> here's when the I read science. this, I was like, Drake, I can't even guess. Like, I don't right, know. Right. I don't know. But I am curious. I do want yeah. one. Yeah, I, I would probably buy one of these because, again, I really enjoy candles. But I do get confused when people are like, this candle or this incense or whatever it smells like that person. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Mm, yeah, I just assume it means, like, their body chemistry and that scent. Whatever scent they wear. Yeah. But, I mean, that's if they put that much work into it, which they probably did not. So. 
Again, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you would need to hire some very serious professionals to replicate what you smell like mixed with your favorite scent. You know, that's not some shit you just do down at the swap meet. So, honestly, somebody probably came into this nigga's house when he was in between studio sessions and playing 2K, <laughs> and they put like six or seven like different this, sample fragrances right. in front of him. I was like, which one of these smell like some shit you would literally like? and he that. picked that? And the gimmick is this is the Drake candle. Buy the fucking shit is eighty dollars. You're gonna do it. So yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Um. Okay, so everyone has been posting these like Spotify plaques that they've been giving the girls. Mm-hmm. Shout out to lots of y'all who have been sending us your screen grab or whatever of your read plays and all that stuff. It's very sweet. Thank you guys for supporting for so long for this particular story. It's about Tiana Taylor, who's apparently retiring. For music. What? Because um, she feels underappreciated as an artist. She was one of the people um, who was speaking out after the Grammy nominations came out. And she retweeted the category that Justin Bieber was upset about not being in, Best R&B Album. And she said, y'all was better off just saying Best Male R&B Album because all I see is dick in this category. Tiana did release a an album earlier this year, which got pretty good reviews. Um, really? I, I'm mm-hmm. surprised I didn't. Is that the Kanye album that he fucked up on, or was that last year? No, I think that was the one last year. This okay. It's called The Album, I believe. Oh. And like Eric Badu is on it. It's really good. Oh, I haven't heard um, it. Let me listen to it because I did like her first one. I liked it a she lot. She makes good music. Yeah. Like, so much that I went to her show. I paid to go. Yeah. She makes like, especially her last two or so like projects. The way the way she's sort of grown into her own as an artist and makes music that you can clearly tell that she wants to make it is inspired by. I feel like she's been really solid. Yeah, so. like her life. Right. But again, like the Kanye one, I remember her going through hell with that whole thing in terms of the way that the the label was releasing it or not releasing it, like the way that they sort of mishandled which what was another really good project. I remember that kind of being frustrating uh for her and for a lot of her fans and stuff like that. So then you know what I'm saying? Like, here we are. You sound surprised to even hear this girl out another album. <laughs> I did, you know actually. I, mean? I was actually surprised because the last thing I heard was, you know, not something that made me want to hear it. That album with Kanye and the whole good music delaying it and not putting out what she thought they was putting out and all that shit. I said, that does not make me want to press play on this. Yeah, no. It's not, not even was... what the artist meant to put out. No, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> so, yeah, but I will I listen to this new one. one. Yeah, yeah, I will listen to that. Um, so she posted her Spotify thingy on Instagram and her caption says, wow, who did that? Y'all did that. Thank you. I ain't gonna front in times of feeling super underappreciated as an artist, receiving little to no real push from the machine, constantly getting the shorter end of the stick, being overlooked, (laughs) being overlooked. I mean, the list on and on, LOL. I'm retiring this chapter of my story with the comfort that I can depart with peace of mind, seeing that all the hard work and passion put in was indeed loved and supported somewhere in the world. To all my supporters from day one and all my new ones, I love you and I thank you for everything. And don't worry, y'all know all hustlers have the understanding that one door, when one door closes, another will open. Either that or I'm picking the locks, Petunia, so what's up? <laughs> I really do enjoy Tiana. I'm sure it's in in 14 hours she's gonna say something stupid and 
I'm going to regret saying that, but... <laughs> because that is the curse of this show, yes. <laughs> but I really do enjoy her. I love watching um, her Instagram. Her daughter, Junie, is hilarious. Did you yeah. see when Tiana was on live and Junie like, came and crawled up on her and she was like, Hey, y'all, this my baby mama. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I, did not, I did not see that. Oh, my God. I have to send you the video. It's so cute. Like, she's just so funny. And I love her little family. And and I really do enjoy most of the music Tiana puts out. So this this honestly sounds like, yeah, I, I am feeling something right now. But the door is still open for me to do whatever I'm going to do in the future. So, yeah, I definitely. If you need to take some time, then do that. For real, like she's right. Even even when you're a recognizable, successful name face um, in the music industry, acting, whatever, entertainment in general, um, there's still a lot of bullshit that you just have to put up with that you have to go along with. Yep. There's a lot of stuff that is flat out wrong or or just unfair and unreasonable that you have to look in the face of and just let it go. You know that machine that she's mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. So I completely understand. If Mom was like, you know what. I'm good. Like, I have two kids that I need to be focused on. I got, you know, a marriage to deal with and stuff like that. I'm not going to do any more of this shit because I've been to... Even before her, like, latest albums, Tiana was making music, like, fresh off of Super Sweet 16. And it was always this Mm. weird, like, why isn't she getting the push? She can sing and rap. And it was, like, this weird thing. I think she was one of... I think she was Pharrell's artist once. Anyway. Oh, maybe. She's always kind of like flown under the mainstream radar. Right. Yeah. So definitely. Kudos to her for being like, I'm going to do what the best, what the best thing is for me and my family. I definitely think that she could, if she doesn't want to be like an in front of the camera thing, I think she could probably direct, um, songwrite maybe. I don't know if she writes all her own music or, or if she, how involved in the writing process she is, but Mm -hmm. she could do that. Or hell, she could probably be a personal fucking trainer. Probably could. Probably could do that or even just start like a mommy brand if she wants to. Because again, Junie. <laughs> Junie going to be like, okay, been waiting. So let's talk percentage. A gold let's mine talk of a percentage. person. <laughs> right. Let's talk branding. <laughs> like, Junie's let's talk ready. trust. Let's talk funds. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I could, I could see Tiana doing a lot of different things, but you know, honestly, they all say something like this and then they come back. So, yeah. We'll it's we'll true. just be waiting on the next album, sis. Take your time. Um, <laughs> so Cardi's in hot Twitter water again. Because <laughs> uh, she just won't leave. <laughs> and sweetie, why I not? Don't understand why you still talking to anybody on Twitter.com. <laughs> so for whatever reason, just yesterday she tweeted, "Should I spend eighty eight thousand for this <laughs> damn purse? Eighty eight k." OMGGG, it's tempting. <laughs> so, of course, naturally, mm-hmm. many people were like, hey, sis, the girls are broke. Yeah, they sure did. The girls are suffering. Honey, we have nothing, and the country wants us to stay that way. Yes. They're not even offering us the government cheese anymore, girl. The girls want us dead. No one cares about your back. I, yeah. I uh, that's pretty much it. Like, sweetie, what? Why? 
what are you like? <laughs> like, okay. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but we just talked about Cardi when she was doing a fucking electric slide and the fucking, <laughs> like, the cabbage patch of the motherfucking K-Wang and the, the <laughs> ice cream and cake and all this, the peanut butter and jelly. She was doing every fucking dance known to man with her whole ass family on Twitter, Instagram, right. whatever. And the girls were like, hey, um, haven't seen my loved ones all year. Likely won't be seeing them for any of these holidays. Right. Um, maybe keep this to yourself. No, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember. And so she apologized for that or whatever. And, and, and this is the same thing. Like, girl, the reason that you claim that you could even do something like that safely is because you had to spend a whole bunch of money that people do not have to get everyone tested, facilitate facilitate everyone's transportation, blah, 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 so you could do so safely. People aren't even seeing their families. Plenty of people lost their fucking family this right. year. You know, so you got to be like <laughs> because careful. Because of other people having big parties with tons of other niggas. So, like, that was one thing and then here we are with another completely tone-deaf tweet where you're talking about a purse. So someone said to her, donate 88k to a charity for people that need help right now. You know, the people that buy your music to perhaps get through these shitty times, blah, blah, blah. To that, she responds, I already donated $2 million this year and I'm doing something very special in a, in another country. That's not what that says. That will be done with next year. What have you donated? She also then oh, retweeted yeah. that retweet and said, also, I got seven uncles and three aunts on my daddy's side, nine aunts and three uncles on my mama's side, a whole bunch of cousins I had to help because of the pandemic. If I want to splurge, I can without y'all asking for handouts like me and my husband. Don't do so. Thank you. Okay, let's do this little challenge. Since y'all want to tell me to donate so much, drop receipts on what you have donated. I'm actually not going to read the rest of this. I'm bored. So here's the thing. I was kind of annoyed that the person... I I was kind of annoyed that the person that she chose to respond to was discussing the, like, donating part. Because that's completely irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. Of course you donate a lot of your money. First of all, I think that Cardi actually does give a fuck about causes that she donates to. But also, duh, you donate, girl. Most people, most rich people do. Yeah. Because it is beneficial to them in terms right. of taxes it's and stuff tax like break, that. It's a tax break. A big one. <laughs> so, like, of course you donate money every year. You know, wealthy motherfuckers do. You would be a fool if you didn't. Or the people around you would be a fool if they didn't have somebody around you that's like, girl, give a cool million over here and there and there and, and so on. And again, right. I feel like Cardi is possibly one of the people who does have that kind of financial resource that really gives a fuck about things that she's involved with. But just because you donate however many millions to some people this year or whatever does not mean that it's completely tone deaf and like inconsiderate for you to be like, hey, that Lunchable that you're eating is cute. So should I spend 88 grand on a purse? What? <laughs> right. Like, I I don't know why Cardi is talking to Twitter as if Twitter is made up of her homegirls because it is not. Right. Should I drop 88K on a purse is something for the group chat. That's literally what I said. for the rich niggas who live in your house. It is not something for every fucking bitch who has access to Twitter, girl. Because, of course, niggas are going to take that and and run with it in a trillion different directions. I honestly don't know how you didn't see that. Especially considering, like Kifiri said, two days ago, your ass was getting lit up for your Thanksgiving party and posting videos and, and all this shit. So... I don't, I really don't understand what's not clicking for Cardi. Like, niggas are broke. Niggas are struggling. They're unemployed. They're hungry. 
more people are struggling than ever before. They literally don't want to hear about your money. And the fact of the matter is the only reason this is a story is because you are famous. We all know that. You don't have to ask people what did they donate or if it was such and such, y'all wouldn't say nothing because we already know that people brag about their money. And uh, it's probably not on an eighty eight thousand dollar purse level, but people brag about financial accomplishments and stuff like that and what they're going to buy and the trips they're going to take all the time. And nobody says anything because they're not nobody. We get that. Yes, actually, the, (laughs) the pushback is because you're famous, but like. You can also deal with that. You could just not share with us. We don't know you. I actually um, may have spoke too soon because she responded to someone who said it doesn't matter how much money you give away. Tweeting about buying an $88,000 purse in the midst of a pandemic where people are skipping meals and terrified that they'll be evicted is deeply insensitive and unnecessary. Which she chose to respond to by saying, go cry about it. I never seen you tweet (laughs) about me when I donated a million dollars twice. Now you hear I didn't offend nobody, which is a lie. Didn't do nothing (laughs) illegal. I'm not going to apologize because I work my ass off and I ask my fans, which are my friends, a question. No. Then why didn't you put it on your OnlyFans? No. Your fans are not your friends. They are not. Oh, no. Oh, God. Dr. Joy, please call Y'all her. want to be hurt so bad. Oh, okay, guys. No. She continues. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, guys. I apologize. There, are you happy? I don't see you asking Trump for an apology when he when he out here missing COVID meetings to play golf. Definitely buying Oh, my bag God. Now. Are you joking? <laughs> like, Cardi, girl, log off and say, like, y'all have... All of the resources to not be the fuck bored in these circumstances. Y'all can see your fucking family. Y'all can buy a ridiculous purse, even though you likely already have four dozen purses in your home and twice that waiting in a P.O. box or somebody's fucking agency office from companies that just want you to have their fucking purse. You have, oh, you can go jet skiing, bitch. You could probably go to the moon right now because you're fucking wealthy. (laughs) Leave people to fuck alone. Like, what the fuck is like, I don't get it why don't you text sweetie the fucking birkin boss if you could if you could buy the fucking eighty eight thousand dollar purse you know bitches ain't got no fucking money don't nobody give a fuck about how you donated or when you donated or what you did i'm so sick and tired of y'all motherfuckers acting like because you rich you're exempt from like being criticized for the way you express yourself when it comes to finances people don't have people are suffering people are literally not eating people are literally losing their homes and you acknowledge that you know that shit and then you're like oh well cry about it suck my dick because i work my ass off and i donated a million dollars this year bitch nobody care about that Mm -mm. no i think cardi has forgotten that she is not the the broke girl who just started to make it no more and even if she was Niggas, this is a very, very bad time, Cardi. Stuff that was acceptable even 12 months ago, people cannot tolerate because they are suffering in such great magnitude. Like, I feel like y'all don't understand that. And maybe it's just because you're so rich that you are really distance from how much this is hurting other people. Or maybe you're just so proud of yourself still that you don't care. But honestly, save that shit for your rich ass friends. Do it with people Why who can fuck? relate. Why be what what exactly were you looking to get out of that question on Twitter? Because you didn't just ask your fans. You didn't even just address it to your fans. Right. You didn't ask just your fans. You asked Twitter. You ask anyone who can see your fucking tweet. Which is public. Everybody. Anybody in the world. Anybody in the world can go to Twitter.com slash I am Cardi B and see that. 
But what the fuck were you looking to get out of asking that question to people who mostly cannot afford a bag that's like, like a fifth of that? You know what I'm saying? Like most of the girls can't. Like I don't. What were you looking to get out of that? I I would love to know. And it's not even the question. It's not even the initial question that really is, like, annoying to me. It's the, like, double downing on it and then trying to drag people for calling you out for saying something that was insensitive. Like, I don't understand why you could have been like, you know what? That's right. Actually, let me mind my rich-ass business. Right. And go about my business. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> Girl, I should have delete your delete your social media yet again. Yeah, deactivate your Twitter and your IG and go on a cute twenty eight day break and leave us the fuck alone. Because clearly you're not making the wisest decisions when it comes to sensitivity of the people who are the whole ass reason that your ass has the money that you have in the first place. But she can't that validation from her fans or her stands. She needs it. Because all of you no new money reason. niggas do. Yeah, all of you new money shit. rich ass niggas need it. Like Ooh. all y'all motherfuckers are out here having these lavish ass rich ass birthday parties that you have to post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why you can't do that and then just have fun in your private? Like you why? Could why just do it and not show us? You need for us to see when many of these people can't, can't even not only can't afford. A birthday party at all, much less a big fancy one. But even if they could, aren't able to do it because their family is sick. Their friends are separated. Their friends and family have died. So on and so forth. You can have your your fun-ass, expensive-ass party with all of your glittery-ass gifts and presents and things. And then just do that. Just do it in the privacy of your own quarters this year. Y'all don't want to do that because you want to, again, make everybody feel like, you know, hey, girls, remember, I'm rich. Remember, I'm bad. Remember, I'm living on a different kind of level than the rest of y'all bitches or whatever. They dragged Kim Kardashian's dumb ass a couple of weeks ago sure for talking did. about, and she oh, hey, it. guys, <laughs> haven't seen my family in so long. So I bought a private jet and some canoes and three yachts and had everyone meet me on a private island for Thanksgiving or whatever the fuck. It was like, um... Kimberly, we have $3. Are you actually fucking stupid? Cardi. I, I, <laughs> I did not mean to get this revved up by this. I'm just like... No, because it was it was ridiculous. Because, like you said, it was like she could not understand what niggas was saying to her, even though it was very, very clear. Like, you might be yes. mad about it. You might be mad that you can't brag about your wealth in ways that were acceptable a year or so ago. I'm sorry. Shit has changed, girl. It's a panorama. And maybe you're Mostly like, if, if the only thing you have to change is the way you engage with people on social media, you need to count your fucking blessings. Hello. And enjoy your fucking life, girl, because people have real problems, Cardi. Really facing eviction or homelessness right now around the fucking holidays. Really not able to feed themselves or their fucking kids. Really not able to provide presents and shit that kids is looking for. The the fucking list of kids who have signed up with the USPS for that dear Santa shit. Just hoping somebody will send them coats and shit, girl. Kids is asking for coats and beans. And you over here talking about an $88,000 purse. I don't give a fuck again, if it's an investment. Invest in private. Again, and again, it's not like the thing about it 
is the drag after for me. Because again, like a lot of y'all been rich for a little while. So maybe you get outside yourself and just be doing stuff like that and you be forgetting that everybody doesn't have the resources and the privilege that you do. But at the same time, many of y'all were broke not that fucking long ago. So I know that the idea of like an $88,000 bag, that question, I know that the idea of that being the fact that that is ridiculous is not foreign or confusing to you because I know not long ago your ass was buying shoes and bags and everything from TJ Maxx like the rest of the girls down to the Payless thirteen so, ninety nine with everybody else. It's like when you maybe sometimes don't think, don't think immediately or well enough at the time to to prevent yourself from making comments like that. The least you could do when people are like, "Hey, girl." Maybe not. Yeah. It's be like, you know what? I'm going to just log off. Because at the end of the day, arguing with y'all is, is pointless. You know what I'm saying? I already said what I said. Let me just go ahead and log off here and live my rich ass life. Period. And let everybody continue, continue to do what they're doing. But to keep going and being like, oh, I donated this to that. Like, I don't know what the fuck y'all... What? What? I'm done. I mean, that is why every time we talk about Cardi, I will always say a qualified mental health professional can change your life and i believe dr joy is right there in atlanta so please therapyforblackgirls.com follow the instagram follow dr joy do whatever you need to do but like cardi needs to work out the issues that she has the not the least of which is the level of fame she has achieved and the fact that she has gone from a totally regular to a totally global celebrity and being completely fucking broke and stripping to pay her bills to being richer than anybody could fucking imagine. Those are giant things that happen to your life. And I'm sure you Mm -hmm. went through a lot of shit along the way and you need to talk to a qualified mental health professional who can meet you where you at and help you deal with your shit. Because that is why... You are still logging on to social media and saying things that a part of you knows will piss people off or saying things without thinking about the impact it will have, not thinking about the fact that things have changed for you, just doing whatever it is you feel like doing without thinking any deeper about the consequences. That's why you're doing that shit. So please get help. Let me just say that I understand that a lot of times celebrities get like, you know, they get a bad rap or villainized for the smallest thing. You know, a lot of times people just have a problem with little things that you do because you're famous or whatever. That's not even an issue. So sometimes it's just like, oh, girl, here yet again, this is another thing. But like, it's one thing when it's like you getting back with your nigga and people are judging you for that. Or like you, I don't know, wearing fur. I don't, like, I don't know. There's some things where it's kind of just like, I get why you're just like sort of pushing back on this criticism, maybe. But situations like this and many others, I just don't understand why you can't just be like, you know what? I'm just going to eject from this because it's not serving me or anybody else for me to continue this argument. And I understand where these people are coming from. Because again, you're not going to convince me that you don't understand where people are coming from when they're talking about how inconsiderate and insensitive it is for you to be talking about a bag that most people can't afford when most people can't afford shit right now. I just... Best of luck to Cardi, honestly. Like, I want her to do better. I'm saying all of this as somebody who enjoys her music. Same. And enjoys most of what she does on social media. I just <laughs> I don't wish dislike she her would, at all. I just really wish that she would get some fucking help. There's no such thing as a celebrity who don't need to talk to somebody. 
Not because one. Being a celebrity is an unnatural state of being, and you need somebody to to help you handle that. They have real life celebrity slash entertainment uh, therapists yes. and psychiatrists, and not just the ones that have been you. on VH1, right. real ones. Like, you can pay money they, and see them thank you. in private, no cameras, no mics, just therapy. Please look at that. Spend 88000 on that. God damn. <laughs> Last but not least, I just wanted to mention that uh, rapper Lil Boosie, badass, um, says that he is officially filing a lawsuit against Mark Shakespeareberger because <laughs> of his Instagram being <laughs> shut down and apparently his new IG Gross. is barred from going live and things of that nature. So he got his half dead ass on DJ Vlad TV or whatever and spoke about it and said how so many other accounts have, have posted derogatory things and they get their, their, uh, accounts back so and so. And so he's suing the doll children over at Facebook because he has been losing money and it's affecting his business and the rah, rah, rah. And all I have to say about this once again is that Mark Zuckerberger has never and I mean, <laughs> never heard of this nigga. Mark, <laughs> Mark Fuddruckers has never, ever, and he won't. Like, no. all that is going to happen if you truly try to get a lawsuit over there is that his legal team, in between like lines of Coke and cheeseburgers, are going to cackle. <laughs> Cackle at their high risen ceilings at the notion that you would yes. even try to sue this man after you told bitches to put their pussy lips on camera. They're going to laugh. They're going to put your lawsuit in the shredder and they're going to go back to ruining every app on the iOS store and Android and whatever the fuck. Oh this is God. a waste of your time. <laughs> this is a waste of your time, nigga. You need to get a Patreon. Don't nobody care that you don't have access to your Instagram. And again, I'm sure that Mark Morgendorfer has never heard of you. <laughs> Nothing has changed now. The legal that was team a good one. <laughs> The legal team will ensure that he still does not know who you are. It literally won't happen. So. Is, listen. <laughs> They will die before they let Mark Zuckerberg hear <laughs> Mark about Zuckerberg this. had to fucking testify in front of the Senate, girl. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally <laughs> like, that's what I said when I first brought this up. I was like, do you understand this man literally has the biggest fish to fry? Like, you're not <laughs> even an anchovy child, to this man. The like, he owns Facebook, girl. <laughs> Facebook is the largest social media network on the planet. Like, 33% of the planet has a Facebook, girl. I need you to know that this man has way, but they are never going to let him hear about you. Ooh, it's shit. not going to happen. <laughs> Ever. They're literally going to throw your lawsuit over their shoulder oh, and be God. like, and just keep what other going. ways That's can right. we force bitches to, to use Instagram reels? You're That's their main priority. Their it's never going to be you. You're not the biggest case of the week, the month, the year. <laughs> this is absurd. Maybe they stop probably. having bitches fuck on Instagram Live. Maybe you just ought not do that. And the fact that you lost your account, that's just that's just the price you pay. <laughs> The, the the receptionist at Facebook has a tip jar with Boosie's face on it. 
Just in she, case you feel like leaving something up. No, because the receptionist at Facebook don't know who he is either. Yeah, I mean, this is like an inside joke for the girls. <laughs> the girls who man the switchboard at Facebook The entry-level crew. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a scoop of black niggas at Facebook that are gay. Like, like they're on Clubhouse. <laughs> Let me Facebook tell you, Messenger. The and black people Catholic. who work at face, uh, Facebook, they have like they a secret having, black group. They got I'm a secret. You. They have a secret WhatsApp. <laughs> they probably have like a little lounge where you pull a, a, a book out of the <laughs> you pull a book out of the shelf and it and opens it up. Revolves, yeah. <laughs> it's a secret it's a secret Afro American Facebook down. Oh lounge. my god! One time I went to a speakeasy on in like Tribeca or some shit, and it was Love like it. you walk in and it looks like a Kinkos or something, and then you give the password, and there's a door in the back, and it's a whole fucking club inside. Yeah. Like that shit. And I'm sure it. that's what the niggas who work at Facebook got going on. It's some mm-hmm. secret passage, probably at Facebook, yeah. child. Like, and and that's where they go to laugh at Lil Boosie. <laughs> the, ch- the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> the Chamber of Ghetto Secrets, and that's where they share them. And that is as Boosie. close as it's gonna get to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> right. At least Boosie, you can. You can acknowledge that for damn certain you have made a couple of Negroes weeks, you know, or they're probably having a great time at work, whether they're Zooming or not, just laughing about how none of this really matters and how like... Tad and Kelly came over to them uh, or, or spoke to them via Zoom and said, have you heard about this rapper? And, they had to- <laughs> and someone's like, yeah, I can't stand Kelly, dumbass. She always asks me about something. Like, that's Some at least rapper. you're... Yep. Right. You're like in the middle of that, which is probably fun. Because he damn sure said in this interview, like, they see, you know, my fans telling me that they see how you affecting the black community and you making us smile every day. Affecting the black community. That is what he said with Get his me face. out of here. <laughs> and the gag is for me, like, when I'm watching these interviews that Vlad does... You can hear in his tone of voice when he's asking them, when he's interviewing them, that he knows he has ghetto gold. I don't know how he continues to get away with this. How is it that I can tell that he is completely judging you and setting you up to make yourself look stupid, but you can't? At this point, y'all just have fun with this nigga. I don't even know what else to say. Let I it really, go, Boosie. Really Let it go. You're going to have to rebuild from from eight followers like everybody else. Sorry. Everyone else, hon. Figure Sorry. it out. Sorry. Sorry about it. But I don't care that you're losing up to $2,000 per live stream. I don't care. <laughs> Start and OnlyFans, where instead of posting <laughs> salacious photographs... You uh, do a cooking class where you teach niggas how to properly put iced honey buns into their frosted flakes or, you know, mix. I'm still (laughs) disgusted. You can start an air fryer cooking channel. (laughs) Mixing Cheetos and pickled eggs in a bag. Doing fun hood rat things like that. I just know niggas would like jazz up a Hot Pocket and throw it in the the air fryer and call it a YouTube. So Well, I'm not judging nobody who did that. No, we know. I've done that about three times this past week. We know. I'm a chef. At this point, it's gourmet cooking. Aisha Curry has literally nothing on me. Okay. 
let's just discuss it because you and this damn air fryer. <laughs> I would like to say to the Uncrustable Hive, um, I apologize while also maintaining everything I initially said about the Uncrustables. Hear me out. <laughs> it's still just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and in almost every way, it would be faster and more convenient for you to just make the sandwich yourself. However, there's some odd X-Files-like thing with Uncrustables where it still feels more convenient than making it yourself. (laughs) Like, you have to, whether you put it in an air fryer or wait for that bitch to thaw or whatever, it literally takes longer, no matter how, unless you eat it frozen, Mm -hmm. which I think some people do. Wow, okay. I, it, it, it is not more convenient, yet it feels like it is. I, and they're tasty. The ratio of peanut butter to jelly inside is really spot on, at, spe- at least for a bitch like myself. So while still feeling everything I said about it originally, I have to um, also apologize to you because I had not known the experience for myself until I experienced you know, I, I went out and spent the money and did it myself. And I killed two boxes of them things solo in the lesson. <laughs> so there's that. I told um, you all you needed was a cookie cutter. <laughs> they literally have a cutter on Amazon, like a, several different ones that of you can just literally make your own of course they do. seals and everything. So I bought one of those. It was approximately $10 and a few cents. Got here, you know, with the quickness of Jeff Bezos' prime. And um, I have been making everything in Uncrustable. <laughs> Cookie butters and bananas. I did Nutella and marshmallow. I did peach preserves and peanut butter. And I air fried each and every single one of them, bitches. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I haven't admitted to my mother yet that I haven't made anything but Not fried Not an pastries. actual meal, no. Um, <laughs> did, did because I know ask? she will never buy me this. Th- oh, you know, I lied. But here's the thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I made salmon and green beans. Uh, all of the chickens. Oh, yeah, you lying. <laughs> stew. Nothing but um, sandwiches. She'll never buy me anything ever again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to say I apologize to the Uncrustable fans while still maintaining everything I originally said about it. I just understand you more and I respect you. And also, if you are a hardcore Uncrustable fan... I think you should just go ahead and get one of them cookie cutters and do the shit for yourself, bitch. Because when I tell you that I scooped up a solid cinnamon raisin. Oh, see, you love cinnamon raisin. (laughs) Who the fuck doesn't unless you don't like cinnamon and or raisins? (laughs) Exactly. Delish. Ah, I was like, listen, Uncrustables are great. But what if I want the choice? The whole beauty of a sandwich is jazzing it up the way that you want it to. I'm just saying. Exactly. And I'm sure there are countless parents across the country who have been making their own Uncrustables every week for their baby's Mm. fucking lunch or whatever. Probably. And saving whatever money. (laughs) Because why wouldn't you just make, you know, uh, five or six peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at once and freeze them hoes (laughs) for the week? (laughs) You know? I wonder if I could Uncrustable some French toast. Keep in mind, 
I'm not supposed to be eating any of this. Oh, no, like, you're definitely not. Because I'm sure you're not. Are you getting gluten-free bread? No, because it's not going to work. <laughs> and I'm not disappointing myself off rip. I was like, I'll try it with some gluten-free bread after I try it with real bread. Because I already know. Gluten-free bread often doesn't. It, it's more crumbly than soft. And I feel like the mm. whole way to get it to work is for it to be. Like, yeah. I think it needs the wheat. So then it will work on French toast. Just make sure you don't get too soft of a bread. Like brioche mm. would be really good, but brioche yeah. is like, it's also full of butter. But they also sell it pre-sliced at Whole Foods. They so do, you could get true. a loaf of it pre-sliced at Whole Foods, make some French toast, turn that French toast, two slices of that into a sandwich and uncrustabilize it, freeze it, and then, you know, throw it in you the air what? fryer and let us know. <laughs> I'm going to act like I never even had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I have already fallen too deep into the dark side. Okay, well, you know, and I'm not, and I'm sure not helping. Yeah, okay, so, but, you know, I'm just happy that you are getting a lot of use out of your... Niggas love air fryers, so I'm glad you're getting... They're amazing. You're, uh, I, that's what I've heard. So My mama got me the one that's an air fryer and... Uh, an Instant Pot? A slow, yeah. She got me that one. So it's like a slow cooker, pressure cooker, whatever. Oh, with nice. an air fryer as and well. And you ain't made no actual meal. No I have soups made fried pastries, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon bread and marshmallows. She sent you yep. that so you could make yourself some soup for the winter. <laughs> so you could cook I know some meat she, real quick. She's like, if she ever finds out <laughs> that all I have made in there is sweet sandwiches and shit, she's going to be like, Send it back. Of course you took the appliance I sent you and decided to make dessert and nothing yeah. but dessert. <laughs> and nothing but dessert. <laughs> and oh Lord, if her mama finds out, it's oh a mess. Because my Jamaican-ass grandma was, is going to be like, I'm coming up there to get it from you. Because what you're not <laughs> going to do is keep being, eating all of this garbage. Um, Woo, that's shit. it for Hot Tops <laughs> this week. We're going to take a break and come back. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show so listen guys the next generation of influential black voices can be found on npr's new collection black stories black truths i've been running my mouth about it for a while now black representation in media is incredibly important 
And I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, so uh, it's time for your letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We have a quick question here from Mel who wants to know if you've watched the anime called Carol and Tuesday on Netflix. Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. Do you so. know anything about sounds, that? It sounds like a familiar name. I just Googled it. Okay. Well, they had a bunch of follow-up questions based on, you know, if you had actually seen it, but they wanted to know. And oh, I like this. I love the, um, I guess this is like the... <laughs> titular characters <laughs> black hair is getting better in anime which really excited i feel like oh, like good. black the animation of black characters is getting better in anime um it's a lot of work left to do still but this looks cute i'll watch it okay so um we will table that until you've had a chance to see it. Let's get right to our letters. Our first one this week comes from Riju who says i need help shutting my boyfriend up a few weeks Good ago, <laughs> a few weeks ago, he gifted me Breath of the Wild as a birthday gift because he knows that I've wanted it since it came out. A couple of days after I excitedly started playing the game, he started playing it, too, which I thought would be great. The problem, oh, yeah. though, is that he gets oddly competitive and feels the need to boast about how far he's gotten or how many Korok seeds he's found <laughs> while implying that I'm somehow bad at the game because I'm not going through it as quickly, even though everybody knows it's not a linear story. But anyway, that was me. Uh, but yeah, it's not. You can do stuff in any fucking order. But anyway, well, that's the whole draw. Of, yeah, right. I feel like I can't fully enjoy the game because it's either being spoiled or I feel like I have to prove myself. Even worse, if I play in front of him, he tries to tell me that I'm fighting wrong or something like that. I'd actually listen to his advice if he was sharing tips instead of belittling, belittling my gameplay. Do you two have any advice on how to shut my boyfriend up so that I can play this game how I want to without seeming like I'm getting worked up and all worked up at that over a game? How did you improve as you went through the Breath of the Wild story? My man is a great boyfriend and all, but he has done this with other video games we played before, and I am over it. Thanks, Mel. How to get him to shut up? Um, About shut the fuck up and mind your business is usually <laughs> that, that's what comes to my mind first. Um, any form of that probably could be helpful. I think that um, <clears throat> there's a term for this called backseat gaming. Oh, and it's wow, never, of course. <laughs> it's never looked at as something uh, positive unless you're like a streamer or something like that that genuinely wants help from people to get through like a, a tricky part of a video game or something. They're playing. Right. But typically, backseat gaming is frowned upon unless the person who's playing asks for it. <clears throat> um, at the same time, some people just are like that with video games or anything competitive. They just kind of 
they, I guess a part of the culture for some people is boasting about how great you are at games and stuff like that. I'm someone who doesn't really give a shit about stuff like that. I play every fucking game. Like, name it, I've played it. But at the same time, there are games that I'm really good at and there are games I'm not very good at, depending on, you know, the type of game that it is, the way that it's designed, whether or not I even fucking like it, how interested I am, blah, blah, blah. But the thing that is annoying about it would be one thing if it was like Super Smash Brothers or Mario Kart or some game that's like forward in its competition or mm-hmm. competitive nature. Right. right. Breath of the Wild is a single player game and the whole like beauty of that game and the reason that people like it so much like you already mentioned is that it's not linear it's a huge huge map with a million <laughs> fucking things for you yes to do. and, and i have done them all <laughs> have. i haven't even done them all. <laughs> and it allows you to decide what like direction you want mm-hmm. to to go in what order you want to do things and the speed in which you do those things. In fact, right now I'm playing a game called Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is out and out a clone of Breath of the Wild. It's just not as good. And it's Greek mythology rather than Zelda. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's, again, a huge open world with a bunch of different, you know, a bunch of kooky characters and enemies and vaults or temples for you to solve puzzles. And it's legit like they just tried to recreate Breath of the Wild. And... I've mostly been taking my time in the thing and just like collecting stuff to make my character stronger, trying to solve puzzles, looking for a whole bunch of things to upgrade potions and all that stuff, rather than like focusing on the main game. Mm-hmm. If you want to play through the story or the campaign for a game first, then good for you. But that doesn't mean that that's everybody's priority. And if you were looking forward to this game or wanted to play the game for a while, your boyfriend should allow you to enjoy it in the way that you see fit. It doesn't fucking matter if he's better at games or better at that game than you. Like, nigga, let me have fun. (laughs) Like, just let me enjoy the fucking video game. It's not a co-op. It's not multiplayer. You're literally not involved in my story whatsoever. Let me enjoy myself. If I ask you for help, then sure, please help me. But otherwise, just let me enjoy myself. Like, you're ruining Mm. the experience. You're ruining the experience for me, and that shit is not fair. Have a good time doing what you want to do. When we're playing fucking dominoes or spades or some other (laughs) shit, then yeah, let's raise hell in this bitch. Can I just enjoy Link and Zelda and Hyrule and shit? (laughs) Right. Just tell him outright. I would flat out just tell him, like, you're ruining the experience. I just want to have a good time. I can go. I can... The whole point of this is to play it the way that you fucking want to. That's why Breath of the Wild is a great game. Yeah. And this is obviously not even about Breath of the Wild or you or even video games. Right. This is about your boyfriend's need to feel superior in some way, in some aspect. I have a feeling you didn't mention this, but I have a feeling you out earn your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect you to say that. I have a feeling you out earn him and he needs to feel superior to you in something. And video games is the obvious thing. And so because I I have also, you know, in in a past life, been this sort of person who just needs to feel like they're trying harder than everybody else or that they can be superior to somebody at something. I'm just I'm mm-hmm. I'm taking a guess in the dark. You know, this is like a total stab at it and I might be completely wrong. But honestly. It's, I feel like it's very possible that this man just wants to feel better at something. Video games are his forte. And so he's like, 
doing the most in Breath of the Wild so that he can feel superior to you in Breath of the Wild because he's not superior to you at anything else. I mean, I hear that at the same time, like a lot of gamers are just huge dorks when it comes to and shit And there like is that. that, yes. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... Re- necess- it, he might not, or she might not out-earn him or anything like that. I just feel like gamers, so a lot of them are weird, when, it, especially when it comes to women playing games. Yep. It's like they have... They get mad automatically when you're a girl. (laughs) Antiquated 1980s ass theory that women can't play games or finish a game or are not good at games and all like all of this stuff is legitimately practiced. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are. It doesn't matter if you've never played a game at all ever in your life. If you play one long enough, you'll just get good at it. That's how it works. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it doesn't matter. You probably play way more video games and or he's probably played way more games in his life that than you have. You know, especially games of this nature so a lot of that stuff would come you know like nothing to him whereas with you a again you might just want to explore this fucking amazing world that nintendo created for this game get lost in it have a good time meet every every character (laughs) you know read all the little collective like you you might want to just take your time and enjoy yourself and you should be allowed to do that but i think that some gamers especially guys just have really dorky like lame perspectives when it comes to gaming and unfortunately ruin the experience for a lo- experience for a lot of people who are just trying to have a good time. Right. And I know, say that as someone who plays a lot of games myself, but also watches a lot of gamers on YouTube, um, Twitch, places like that, and responses to those things from people who are commenting on it that also play games. And, you know, the community is not as bad as I guess it used to be, but it's still pretty trash. I mean, tech as a whole is garbage. <laughs> like, like it's really bad all across the board but yeah i would honestly just tell him to pipe the fuck down and let me enjoy my game yeah and that's that's valid regardless of the reason why he's doing it he should still be able to fucking chill and let you enjoy the game you can have different profiles with different users it's not like your game affects his in any way so he should just till, chill the exactly. fuck out. If he wants to unlock every fucking tower and and get all the fucking divine beasts and go begin and in his first 30 days, then that's his business. If you want to take your time and enjoy the game, that's yours. Y'all can just play it differently. He has to respect that. And if he has an issue with that, then that's when you need to look at, okay, am I sharing my life with the wrong person? <laughs> But maybe you just need to say to him, look, you play differently than I do and that's fine. But like, don't fucking criticize the way I spend my free time to like enjoy myself. This is supposed to be fun. I'm not trying to compete with you on like who got the most hearts and energy wheels or what the fuck ever, nigga. Leave me alone. And where, where am I going, nigga? (laughs) What, what hurry am I supposed to be in to finish this fucking game? Do I have something to do? I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand. I don't have anything to do. So what is your fucking issue? Yeah. Not to mention that Hyrule Warriors game that just came out is basically a pre a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. So you have a whole other ass game to play after that one that's set in the same universe. It's a different type of game altogether. But there's like plenty of Zelda to soak in. And the whole point of those fantasy games is to just enjoy it and like do it your way. So tell him to leave the fuck, leave you the fuck alone. And at least if y'all are going to get spicy and competitive and talk shit, do it during a game that's like 
about that. About that, like Mario Kart. (laughs) Like a Mario Kart, like a Smash Brothers, like something that's competitive. You you literally are not involved in this game at all for me because it's just me. And you have, so just. Yes. I would literally just pipe up on that bitch. (laughs) Dead ass. (laughs) And he will get the fuck over it because I'm sure he would also prefer to play games at his own speed and not have somebody who's nerdier or hornier about games to be all in his face about it. So just leave me alone, nigga. (laughs) And let that be that. But best of luck to you. Our next letter comes from somebody who calls herself Judy Moody. And she says, yep. I am a 22-year-old black female student who just moved back home to New York after finishing my master's in the UK, where my boyfriend, who is also 22, lives. I've been with my boyfriend for a little over a year now, and despite being long distance during COVID, things are pretty good. So when I first read this, I thought, 22 is young as fuck to have a master's, right? I guess, yeah. Like, that seems more like a 24, 25 plus year old thing, so you must be pretty, you must be pretty smart, but... (laughs) <laughs> or either that or a master's means something else in the UK. One or the other, but... Oh, maybe. So anyway, she continues. On Friday, we were talking on the phone like we regularly do, but he was in a bit of a bad mood. This is unlike him. So I decided to be super patient and I tried to distract him with other topics of conversation. Mm-hmm. During our conversation, he asked me about my day and I brought up some music I was listening to. The artist has a bit of a unique name and we were going back and forth about how to pronounce it. I playfully asked him, well, how would you know? And he responded by saying that he slept with her once a year or two before we met. Huh. Now, she included this artist's name in the parentheses, and I can fully see this happening, but she asked me not to say it on the show, so I won't. Oh, I'll just look in the inbox. Yeah, no, it's in there. Okay, so... This made me really uncomfortable, so I changed the subject, assuming he was trying to be smart, since he was still kind of in a bad mood. We ended the call and agreed to talk later that night. When he called me back, he asked if I was okay. And I explained to him that what he said about the artist he slept with bothered me. What's the name of this email? Oh, I don't know. But just search Judy Moody. Oh, that makes sense, doesn't it? When he called me back, he asked if I was okay. And I explained to him that what he said about the artist he slept with bothered me. It wasn't necessarily the fact that he slept with her, but the way that he brought it up and the condescending tone he said it in. I told him I felt like he said it because he was trying to hurt my feelings or embarrass me. And he apologized for hurting my feelings and assured me that that wasn't why he said it. I refrained from asking him any further questions, even though I'm dying to know, because I think it will only hurt me. However, now I'm stressed thinking about the fact that he slept with an artist whose music I really enjoy. And he even put me on to my current favorite song by her. I'm also bothered because we've spoken about her music in the past and I'm pretty sure we've had sex to one of her songs and he has never mentioned sleeping with her before. This is my first relationship and while he's not my first sexual partner, he is one of a few. Uh huh. He, on the other hand, has been in three other relationships and he has had a lot more sexual partners than I have. I feel insecure about this at times, even though he's never made me feel bad about it. And I think if I had a similar number or variety of sexual experiences, I wouldn't feel so bad. I also can't stop thinking about the fact that I spent months jamming the music by somebody who's probably referring to my boyfriend in her music. (laughs) Probably not, girl. Am I being irrational for being upset with my boyfriend and never wanting to listen to this artist's music again? 
Convos about his past sexual partners and girlfriends have never made me feel like this, so I don't understand why I am so bothered. Thanks a bunch, Judy Moody. Let me ask you a question. If if you were the guy in a scenario, right, or mm-hmm. if, if this was happening with you, would you mention to that person ever that you slept with that person, that singer? Or I celebrity? mean, if I was a man, I probably would because I wouldn't be really thinking about it. No, I'm saying you. With, oh, if with I did the it. sense that God oh, gave you. No, oh, no. Mm, I wouldn't have brought it up while I was in a bad mood. I would have said it when I first told her about this artist because she was like, oh, he put me on to some of her new music. That's like my favorite song now or whatever. I would have said it then, you know, I wouldn't have waited till my mood was stank because then she's naturally going to read more into it. Yeah. I would have said if it was completely innocent, then I would have just said it in a time before this. But I also see how it ended up coming up now because sometimes people wait till they're feeling tender emotionally to say things Mm. they wouldn't say otherwise. So I get it, but I would have made the decision to tell her this probably back when we was first talking about this artist. Cause how do you not mention like, how how are we talking about Drake? And I don't mention that I fuck Drake. (laughs) And actually when you first were reading this email, it reminds me of that line. I think that we talked about on, on the show on a, a recent Drake feature where he said, and one of the, he says one of the lines that she wanted to fuck to some SZA and he told her that he dated SZA back in 08 or some shit like that. And that was like news to the world. Oh, right, right, <laughs> I remember right. being like... we didn't need to know that. <laughs> we didn't. It's, you know? <laughs> we didn't. And furthermore, <laughs> in the context of the song and what he was saying, I remember after I read that, I was like, why did she need to know that? But even that, what, to mm. me, like, if you... By the way, I have no idea who this is. But see, that's a girlfriend as a... I'm thinking about somebody I'm in a relationship with, not just somebody I'm fucking. That's what I was about to say. Like, yeah. I feel like if you had sex with this person versus having been in a relationship with this person, or had like even a very intimate relationship with them, um, then I could understand being like, oh, well, let's discuss this for, you know, for full right. disclosure exactly. since we both really actively listen to this artist and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't know that I would bring it up because what's the point of like affecting the person's view on that artist and stuff like that. If it's like, mm-hmm. you, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not thinking about it all the way around, but I'm just, I feel like this would cause more drama or unnecessary, unnecessary tension than if you were to just not say it. But I don't know if I'm not missing, if I'm missing something in terms of like, maybe this is the reason that you should disclose something like that or whatever I might be, but I just don't, understand the purpose of bringing it up at all i don't think that um i mean i guess i understand being insecure about it because it's human but i don't know how much of that you can place on him if that makes sense like i kind of feel like there's probably some work that you might need to do individually on the way that you feel about yourself or the way that you feel about relationships, love, so on for you to feel more secure in that. Cause I mean, if you ain't fucking her no more, then you ain't fucking her no more. You know, like, right. you know, you both had sex. So, you know, th- this is just uncomfortable because somebody that he had sex with is someone that you like or whatever. I don't really know how, how or if that would affect 
the way that I look at the, I mean, I, it would affect the way that I look at the musician, but I don't know that I would be like, oh, I don't like her anymore. Right. She's, she's singing about my man. Like, <laughs> like, again, I'm not sure who this artist is. Um, oh, you didn't but, find it? No, I, I found it. I just don't know who she is. Oh, you don't know the song? No. Oh, okay. Um, it's on my phone, so I knew it immediately. I may have heard it, but it's not familiar to me. I got um, you. But, like, a lot of these songs aren't even written by the singer. You know what I'm saying? Or, or if it is, it's written about love in general, or it could be something that happened. You know, like, both of y'all have dated. Both of y'all have had sex, you and your partner. She has, too. So, right. do you have to get out of the mindset of, like, ugh, this bitch singing about my man or whatever. And, like, he sounds like a, a regular nigga in terms of, you know, his sex life and love life up to this point. So it doesn't really sound like it needs to be something that's going to fuck with you emotionally. I get why it does, but I don't know, again, how much you could put on him to help you through that. Right. I think, um, I think first and foremost, you need to redefine the way you're looking at this. Um, because if he slept with this girl, y'all have been together for a year. He slept with her a year or two before you met. So if he slept with her two to three years ago, one time, I think there's like almost a 0% chance she's talking about him and her music. (laughs) That's probably just some nigga she fucked in between relationships, like Mm. countless people do. And I really doubt that them having sex one time is leading her to write music about him today. So (laughs) I think you can stop. um, I think you can stop thinking that every time you listen to her song, she's talking about your man. As far as being upset with your boyfriend, I mean, you can, but it's not like he lied to you. I'm sure he slept with other people he didn't tell you about. It's one of those things where I can fully see being like, why didn't you say something before right now? Mm -hmm. But also, I feel pretty secure in the fact that you're not still fucking this very famous girl. So, (laughs) like, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where you have to work through your own feelings about it because you feel a way for whatever reason. And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. your feelings are invalid, but they're what you feel and you need to figure them out. I don't think, though, that he was necessarily in the wrong for this. Yeah. I think you just got to work through the complicated feelings you have about it and and move on, you know, proceed accordingly. But I highly doubt that the girl that you mentioned in this email is thinking about this the way you are. <laughs> yeah, at She all. probably don't I, even remember I, your I man's name, it. girl. She I was going to say that <laughs> shit, too. I was going to say it, same shit. Like, I don't know, girl. If she saw him at McDonald's, she would be like, oh, yeah, you... I, I met you that night I tried Molly for the first time. You know, it could be anything. Right. So I would, yeah, I would just, um, what would I, what would I realistically do? I mean, especially at age 22. At age 22, I would have done something stupid. I would have probably deleted all her music out my right. phone. And, and blocked is, her. It's <laughs> the prime age for this to be a thing that you're feeling, right? Like, by the time you you hit the tail end of your 20s, you're going to be laughing that you gave a fuck about this. Like, right. legit a guffaw. Like, you're going to be like, oh, girl, that was so silly. What I try to do is um, be very, very, very honest with myself about not only how I'm feeling, but the humanity of it. Like, the human nature of it. Even if I don't express that to anybody around me, I try to be like, okay, bitch, like, Mm -hmm. this is really fucking irrational. And you're doing a lot right now. But you're doing a lot right now because you are human. So go with this human ass shit until it wears off, bitch. And then you act like you got some sense. If that makes it, like, I mean, like, I give, I try to give myself 
the time to feel what I'm feeling. And then, like, with the intent to snap out of it. Mm-hmm. After, you know, like, I feel like I've given myself the appropriate time to feel away. Because, yeah, like, I don't think that he did anything wrong. She damn sure didn't do anything wrong. And again, highly doubt that she's writing about your nigga yeah. or even thinking about that man. <laughs> I <Right>? really do. <laughs> but at the same time, like I said, it's human of you to feel away. I probably would feel away too for a bit. But after a while, I'm going to be like, you know what? Let me go ahead and and, and let that shit go. It yeah. is what it is. Like, don't let that shit keep you up at night every fucking night, girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Go to put your scarf on mad tonight. But by the time Friday scoops around, you got to figure out how the, the process of getting past that shit. You know, especially if he's fine in, in most other regards. Now, if he ain't shit in many other ways, then, you know, destroy that. Then let this but... be an easy excuse to leave him. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you were just looking for a reason, then let this be that. Just be like, okay, you know what? You could have told me that when you was telling me when you was telling me about her new single. And you yeah. fucking grimy. You know? But if yeah. you love him and everything's great in every other way, then I would just, you know, you might as well get used to the fact that your man has slept with other people because, you know, you're 22 now and it's only going to get worse from here. So... Yeah, I would just let that go. Um, and best of luck to you as you figure things out, little sis. Our yeah. last letter comes from Michelle, who says, <clears throat> "Hello, Chrislyn West. My name is Michelle. <laughs> y'all still do that. My auntie has no idea that y'all do that." <laughs> Anyway, my name is Michelle and I'm a 28 year old black cis woman from the DMV. I know that y'all have been here many times, so I don't need to explain the number of beautiful women that live in the D.C. area. True. This area has a lot of money making women as well, which is also true. God damn, y'all are rich. It is true. (laughs) And we know wealth can help anybody magnify their looks. Mm. True. As a child, I was cute enough, I guess, and I never really thought anything about outward experience or my lacking in that area. Cute enough, I guess. As I got into Mm. high school, that's when I started getting made fun of for being the ugly, ugly girl. And I definitely noticed that in college, people would treat me differently than my more aesthetically pleasing peers. To be completely frank, I'm just not cute and there is no sugarcoating it. I have tried many things to fix certain features of my face short of cosmetic surgery and it has been to no avail. I've tried to accept it that I'm sorry. I've tried to accept it being how it is. And I got a little somewhere with that. But now with the pandemic and doing everything from home, I've had to be on video a lot and it stresses me out so much. I hate being on video. Because I look really bad and it's embarrassing. It's come to the point where I make up any excuse to not turn my camera on because I don't want people to suddenly treat me differently in the workplace. Before the Rona hit, it was also hard going out with friends who are super gorgeous and who want to take pictures all the damn time. I don't want to outcast myself or seem rude, but it really stresses me out to be the ugly girl in the bunch on the Instagram photo. They have even mentioned doing a friend's photo shoot when COVID is over, and I cannot even imagine participating. It really depresses me to reflect on my looks, especially because I know it's not something I can realistically change. How do I deal with this? Have you ever had something truly unfortunate about you that you felt like you had to overcome? My ugliness definitely affects my life daily and significantly, and I don't know how to get over it. 
However, I am happily married, so this is not about getting attention from men at all. Wait, that was such like I didn't very random PS that she tacked on to the end. I was like, wait, huh? Yeah, she definitely stuck in PS. I am married though, so don't happily. Yeah, so don't think this is about getting attention from men. This is surely about feeling like she is ugly. Still completely valid, Michelle. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. Man, this shit breaks my heart. I hate hearing stitch shit like this. Um, first of all, the first moment that you said that you were not cute or ugly, I thought to myself, I highly doubt that. Like, mm-hmm. unless you have like fangs and eight eyes, I honestly <laughs> feel like you are beautiful to many people. Like, you don't have to, like, <sighs> we're still sort of, in a world, especially from a capitalism standpoint, where, you know, people would like to you to think that if you don't look like Kylie Jenner, then God help you. Yikes! You know? <laughs> Kylie Jenner don't even look like Kylie Jenner. Exactly. So, it's like, I hate that people, especially women, um, can feel like they don't even want to see, they don't even want to be on video because of the way that they feel they look and how their environment, their surrounding has perpetuated that feeling or emphasized uh, that feeling. Um, Besides like, of course I'm going to say if you're not speaking to a therapist or seeing a therapist, I highly um, suggest that, especially a woman. I absolutely would not Mm -hmm. suggest you seek any sort of, emotional or mental help from a man in this <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> I mean, I'm a man and I I looked for a female uh, psychiatrist off rip. I was like, I want something. You just know, right? I'm fine. I don't know. I need to speak to a woman that is black. Nobody <laughs> who calls themselves a man. No, thank you. Um, I definitely suggest that, but I feel like there's, it's just, it's hard to I feel like it's hard to sort of deliver optimistic comments or advice in situations like this because you have to feel it. You know, like you have to be the one that feels these things. And there isn't exactly any one thing that I can tell you to do or suggest (laughs) that you do that can kickstart that confidence and stuff, which is difficult. But it, it is possible for you to shift the way that you view yourself without cosmetic surgery. Let me say something. I'm, I'm the same way in many respects. Like a big part of the reason why I don't post pictures that much on Instagram or stuff like that is because I feel very insecure about the way that I look in many regrets. I always find something wrong with a picture that I'm in a picture that I took of myself and shit like that. But at the same time, um, this is skin I'm walking around in, you know? And like, I talk to my therapist about that shit all of the time. And we're still like unpacking uh, the different layers of that, if you will. And I feel like my personal perspective on it has changed a bit over maybe the past few weeks, past month or so. Um, but it's still hard. So it's not even like, Although I can say, you know, like, I don't want you to feel that way about yourself and do what you feel like you need to do to work on your confidence and stuff. I also want to 
emphasize that you're not nearly alone in this this feeling. And I guarantee you that you are not nobody's ugly or not cute or anything like that. But you just got to figure out the ways to combat that voice inside you that's like, oh, God, don't let these people see you. Oh, God, your face. Oh, God, your hair. Oh, God, your whatever. Because first of all, fuck all of these people. Mm -hmm. Like, each and every single last one of them. (laughs) Like, especially in the here and now things. Fuck all of these (laughs) people. Like, at the end of Every the day, last bitch, one. if they're not helping you make that rent, if they're not putting food in your mouth or your family's mouth or whatever, fuck them completely 360. And whatever they got to say about you or how you look or whatever the fuck. But again, it's easier said than it's done. And it's a lot of hard work that goes into transforming the way that you feel about yourself um, in that way. But I suggest doing it because it's not fair for you to, you know what I'm saying, to feel like crippled or, or I shouldn't say that, but it's like for you to feel like at a disadvantage or for you to just feel like incredibly like weighted by your Mm. appearance. It's just not. Yeah. it, It sucks. Yeah. So that's really real. Like first and foremost, as you know, as somebody who is like happily married, you already know that, Clearly, somebody thinks you cute. Right. So it's not really about what other people think. It's about the way you feel about yourself. So I think like Kifiri said, you're really going to have to adjust your perspective on yourself. Like, you know, if you have been teased about being ugly since you were in, you know, middle school or high school or whatever, then I'm not going to tell you that you not, even if I believe you not, because you believe that you are. So. Exactly. So I'm not going to tell you, oh, no, you're wrong for feeling that way because you have a bunch of fucking reasons why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. But also, like Kim Fury said, fuck these niggas. The way they feel about the way you look doesn't change anything about your worth as a person or what you deserve from this life. Absolutely. So it does not really matter if people think you are ugly or not. What matters is whether you treat yourself any differently because of that. So it's really an issue of you having to turn it on yourself and be like, okay, you know what? The whole world could say I'm ugly and I still feel like I'm worthy and I am desirable and I am... I am a a being that loves and is capable and able to receive love and deserves love like or respect or tenderness or gentleness or care or anything else. Like you really have to feel that way about yourself more than anything else, because honestly, I feel like most of the time other people are really not thinking that deep about us, especially the further away we get from high school and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I really feel like. Most people are not thinking about us. They're more obsessed with their own lives and the thing they have going on. But even if they do take the time out of their day to comment on the way you look, that just means they have something going on in their own life that they can't confront. So they over here worried about you. It literally has nothing to do with what you deserve as a human being. And a lot of these, you know, uh, typical aesthetically pleasing people or however you... uh, termed it before yeah a lot of them are staring at themselves in a, the bathroom mirror every morning like god i'm Mad. so hideous yep. 
I miss the this, I miss the that, and all that other stuff. So don't look at any of these people that you might think are pretty or fine or cute or whatever and be thinking that like they're over where all the grass is green. Because a lot of those people feel the exact same way about themselves that you do. They feel incredibly, you know, insecure about themselves or the, their body and stuff like that. Plenty of other people who are married, who are in relationships where their partner is like, you the finest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. That doesn't mean that you're going to feel that way. Yeah. You might still dislike your body or dislike your hair or your eyes or your face or your whatever. You know, so it's work that you got to put in on your own yeah. to try and to, you know, make a move in the way that you view yourself. And it's hard work, but you can do it and you deserve it. It's just nobody on this motherfucker podcast or any other one that's going to be like, <laughs> oh, no, girl, you are so cute, girl. I do not understand why you feel that way. And it's going to make a difference. It's not. People say yeah, the same shit to it's me. It's not. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God, but you're so nice. You look so nice. Shut up, bitch. That's not what I think. Leave me alone. I mean, and and the gays still be in my inbox talking about, so what's up with Kid Fury? And I have to just They're mark that mind. as red and move on. Because I'm like, even if I, fo- I could forward these emails to him and it would not make no difference as far as like how he feels about himself or whatever else. You know, like you have to feel whatever way you feel about you and mm. and other people's feelings about that. The other people's feelings about who you are as a person can't be what defines how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So I just want you to, um, if you really feel like, you know, okay, I'm not what the mainstream would consider beautiful or I'm not conventionally attractive or whatever, then fine. You can be that. But it also needs to be like, I'm, I don't fit conventional standards of beauty. And also that does not matter because I'm still the shit because I say I am and I'm still my own person, regardless Mm -hmm. of how you feel about it. You know, you just have to, I really feel like in this sort of situation, you have to feel that way about yourself as far as like, not wanting to be on camera on Zoom and stuff like that at work. I'm going to assume you got hired before, you know, everybody was doing Zoom work and stuff like that. So I'm going to assume your coworkers already know what you look like. And that's mm. probably more of your own insecurities than anything else. Um, It's different, though, when you're looking at your face. It is. Yeah, I mean, but Zoom is terrible. Zoom is Zoom is fucking awful. So (laughs) I think most of us are like would like rather not be doing this and making the best of a terrible situation. But I can relate to being like the ugly one in a group of super fine girls who just want to take a bunch of pictures and go out and be pretty Mm -hmm. and shit. And it's just like. Okay, so I'll just stand over here and take the picture. And y'all can just yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. I'm very much. You want me to take it? Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, bitch, me. get in the picture. And I'm like, mm, but do I have to? Right. <laughs> I really don't feel like I, I should have to do that. But, you know, your friends, if these are your real friends, then they love you for who you are. And they want you to be documented in the photo because they fucking love you, bitch. So get your ass in the fucking picture. Yeah. Like, that's Dang. it. They love you. So get in the fucking picture. <laughs> and with that's, many things yeah, you got to change your perspective. I, with many things these days, I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Are you going to fight me? Are you, you going to beat me up? Are you going to take We're not fighting. out my mouth? Yeah. You know? so like, Especially not one of your point, gourmet homemade. Yeah. I guess I'm ugly queen. All right. When's dinner? Like, <laughs> but you're literally not. You're literally not the ugly queen ever in any circumstance. So at all. And and neither is Michelle or anybody else. Like no matter what you look like. no matter. Oh, I was talking about that person. Oh, OK. <laughs> but yeah, no matter what you look like or, or what you think you're up against, somebody like it and somebody liking it doesn't define your worth either way. 
Exactly. So best of luck to you because that is some hard work to like rewire the way you look at yourself. But once you do, you're going to be fucking golden girl. So golden girl. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good luck to you, sister. And that's going to wrap up our questions for this week. Send yours to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space eight zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. We are back, and it is now time for us to do the read. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pass it on over to you because I don't have much. Okay. Well, I just have a few things to talk about here before I get out for the day. So first and foremost, back on um, hmm, what day was this? On October 6th, Trey Songs posted a video to Instagram mm. talking about how he tested positive for COVID. And if you watch this video where he's clearly not had a haircut in a while, he's being very serious and talking in a very serious tone, saying that he's taking the virus very seriously and, you know, begging you to to be safe if you've come into contact with COVID, talking about his granddaddy and saying, you know, don't be like Trump, who had just tested positive too around that same time, you know, and saying that he had been very careful, that he's taken lots of tests and he um, gets tested all the time. He's got this son at home that he cares about. So he's been very careful. But, you know, this time it came back positive. That was October 6th. This past Saturday, that same Tremaine Songs decided to perform at a club in Ohio. This was an mm. indoor concert at, uh, let's see, what is this club called? I don't, uh, Aftermath. So apparently this is the all new Aftermath as opposed mm-hmm. to whatever Aftermath used to be. But Girl uh, likes the Aftermath. <laughs> But uh, yeah, in Columbus, Ohio, the Aftermath Club hosted Trey Songs on December 5th um, at an event that had approximately 500 people. Most of the (laughs) patrons and employees were maskless. 
Um, several photos and videos from inside the club show niggas absolutely turning up. Trey songs, maskless on stage with uh hella hoes yelling his <laughs> lyrics at him with camera phones and lights on. Yep. And it almost makes you wonder if the virus is over. Newsflash, it is not. It is not. In fact, America is worse off than we have been in a very long time. We recorded one million new COVID cases in the first five days of December, mm. keeping in mind that it took us like a hundred some odd days to record a million cases when the virus first hit the States in February, March. So yeah. things are going super swimmingly and Trey Songs is really helping out a lot. No, he's actually doing the exact opposite. Now the club has been reported, of course, and the liquor commission will be deciding if they lose their license or get fined or whatever else. But in the state of Ohio alone, there are more than 7,000 deaths from COVID-19. Clearly, um, even as somebody who came down with COVID and recovered, Trey Song still does not give enough of a fuck about the virus to keep it from spreading. So what I have to say to Tremaine is I cannot comprehend what you still don't comprehend. I honestly don't. I don't. Was you not coughing at the house for a week or two, feeling crazy, wondering what the fuck was going on? I don't understand why you niggas are so desperate to still be out there with your fans. I don't I really don't even care. That's the thing. I don't even care because there are people who if they chose not to work like you could choose not to tour, it would negatively affect the communities and the country we live in. Like grocery store employees, delivery workers, restaurant employees, doctors and nurses, teachers, people who literally work jobs that don't pay them enough for the risk that they are taking to their lives. There are people like that. And then there are people like Trey Songs who decide that it really doesn't even matter what the fuck's going on in the world or that they've had the virus themselves crying about they did they granddaddy who they feel like contracted the virus earlier in the year and died from that. Literally none of that matters to you. You're going to have this fucking super spreader event. In between Thanksgiving and Christmas, when people are already saying fuck it and letting the virus run free. And you're just like, you know what? Since that's what we doing, let's go for it. You're just going to fucking let that you. This is really the decision you're going to make. Trey songs right now. Have you looked around? Do you read the news? I mean, as I've said, I'm. At this point. I will literally go insane if I continue to be like, oh my God, y'all still don't give a fuck about this this pandemic and they're doing whatever the fuck. Like the girls are out here trying to collect their coins as well. It's giving like a lot of the girls are showing who's pissed away their money on diamonds. Yes. Like, it's telling me space. which one of you don't know how to manage your fucking money. Because why is Trey Song still doing shows? Mind you, I, for some reason, thought that you were going to bring up Trace Long scamming the girls on OnlyFans. Wait, <laughs> what? Okay, I didn't even hear about that. Wow. He pissed off a whole bunch of people who, I guess, subscribed to his OnlyFans because he charged them. <laughs> not y'all like, thought y'all was getting dick. Why do y'all keep doing this? You're not it's getting not, dick like, or hoe. You're not going to. Like, stop it. Stop subscribing to these celebrities' fucking Instagrams. or I mean, not their Instagram, their OnlyFans, girl. If they're showing dick and ass and puss and things like that, trust you will hear about it. 
before Somebody having will to subscribe. It and Someone will account. either screenshot will. it or they will say, hey, I'm a subscriber and I'm happy to announce that I have seen, you know, Chris Brown's scrotum or whatever. The f- you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to. And damn, sh- anyways, he was apparently charging hundred dollars for some picture but again the way that these things work is you can you can censor them or, or hide the content behind the paywall so you charge you spend the whatever amount of money that they're looking for for whatever the content wow. is and then you can see it which is so fucking stupid but anyways he was charging the girls a hundred dollars and all they got was a picture of him in the shower <laughs> from like the top of his chest up with like some woman's manicure on the on his neck or the side of his his face or something like that it was the most like pg-13 shit <laughs> that was like a hundred dollars per fan or whatever so the girls lit him up and he's not the first second or third celebrity who's done that shit and quite frankly even myself i'm a little annoyed by how many of the celebrities have like are out here trying to capitalize off of the sex workers coin because i think again OnlyFans is one of those things where it was like started for musicians or bands mm-hmm. and things like that and sex workers made it pop exactly. and things of that nature and now you're all coming in here trying to give the idea that you're doing that same thing when you're not and it's <clears> like you could easily subscribe to a, somebody's page that looks just as good as Trey Songs, if not better, that's giving you full-on porn if that's what you want. Facts. If you just wanted to pay $100 to, to subscribe to this person's second or third Instagram account, then, honey, I'm not sure what it is you're expecting. Because mm-hmm. I could have told you Trey Songs wouldn't go show you his dick. I don't know why you thought that. That's not happening. You're, you, there's no dollar amount you can pay that Trey Songs is just going to let niggas subscribe to that. Because... As any celebrity knows, if they actually put their genitals on that website, it would immediately be screen recorded and screenshot and shared across the wide web for free. Within five minutes. Seconds. It just would not. (laughs) So, Trey Songz, I'm just mad that you caught COVID and you still this fucking stupid. That's what I'm mad at. You are going to have to take an L. People who be like, oh, my God, I have to perform. Performing is the way I make my money. Yeah, you and a million other people. A billion other people. Like, that's the thing. Like, Ask Cardi B to borrow some money. She got like, Okay, so I'm mad. I'm mad. And also, at the same time, if the government would just do the right thing and shut shit down and take care of people, we would be doing a lot better off than we are. However, the government has made it clear that you niggas are uh, <laughs> left to your own goddamn devices and you better figure it the fuck out. So it's only so mad I can be at people for taking care of themselves. But this sort of thing is what pisses me off because there are people out there who are barely making it work with the minimum amount of money and putting their themselves at risk because what the fuck are they going to do otherwise? And then there are rich ass niggas out here doing shit because they want to have fun. And so... I just wish you wouldn't, but Trey Songs is only one part of my read this week. I'm also going to briefly talk about the Letitia Wright situation. Mm-hmm. Sister had to delete her social media mm-hmm. after she um, <laughs> she posted a link to a YouTube videos that is slightly over an hour long. Um. <coughs> Um, and the video is hosted by uh, people who I won't name because they don't deserve that. But they're basically questioning the uh, the COVID-19 um, vaccine. vaccine and what is in it. Talking about a substance called luciface, I believe. 
And uh, <clears throat> assuming that Lucifer race is uh, something that has to do with Lucifer, as opposed to, according was, to Wikipedia, the generic term for the class of oxidative enzymes that produce bioluminescence wait. and is usually distinguished from a photoprotein. Wait. <laughs> I was literally going to joke and say, what, do they think it, it's really short for Lucifer? Like, I was going to joke about I was going to make that a joke. So as somebody who has visited one of the world's bio bays before, I have heard this term. But yes, they literally took the term Lucifer race, or I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm, a, I'm pronouncing the Lucifer, obviously. But they took this term and decided that it meant the essence of Satan was in this substance. And so. Oh my God. <laughs> Letitia posted a video that mentioned this product and whether it was actually safe for vaccines. And, um, you know, there was also some other transphobic information that was distributed throughout the video because, of course, these people are transphobes, um, in addition <laughs> yeah, to course. being ignorant about science and, and many yeah. other things. And to this, what I have to say is lots of niggas don't trust the government and vaccines. Yeah. And honestly, we have every reason to not. Every reason. We do. And it only takes very little scroll through history to see that black Americans, I'm speaking to us in particular, but obviously Letitia is not, but black people really have no reason to trust the government when they say, hey, black people, let us inject this into your body or let mm -hmm. us do anything for you in a scientific method. I get the fucking hesitance here. I do. And, you know, yeah. my closest friends are woo-woo hoes who are not taking no fucking vaccine and they simply don't care, bitch. They will stay inside or wear masks or both for the end of time. They not taking no damn vaccine. And I get it. However... There is a difference between being like, I don't trust the U.S. government and the U.S. government is injecting Satan into your bloodstream. Yeah. And this is yeah. why trans people are taking over the world or what the fuck ever. There's yeah. a difference between being skeptical about what the government is doing mm -hmm. and spreading lies. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between saying, hey, black people. To this day, black women are more likely to die in childbirth. Black infants are more likely to die in their first year of life. You know, we should talk about what this means, what this vaccine is really made of. We should make sure we talk to black scientists, chemists and epidemiologists and all this. We should talk to black people who are working on the vaccine, who can explain the science of it and what's really in it to the community who can, you know, make people feel better about this because it feels very rushed and niggas are unsure versus uh all I'm saying is you niggas is sheep if you get the fucking vaccine because they gonna put uh the spirit of of uh Lucifer directly yeah. into your heart and it's gonna infiltrate your brains and it's gonna kill your brain waves and it's gonna murder you while you sleep. Like there is a there is a marked difference between those things and I just wish that y'all would decide to research just a little bit more or ask questions before you post a link to something and be like I'm just saying it's a valid question. No, it's not. Because if you actually sat through the 72 minutes of this video, you would realize these niggas have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And they are admittedly not scientists. So, yeah, I just want us to understand that two things can be true 
And at the same time, especially when you are fucking Shuri and the heir to the throne, it is probably not the best idea to spread around random YouTube conspiracy theories because niggas will truly believe that and make decisions that could negatively affect the community at large. I don't know if you know this, but black Americans are suffering a lot and not the least of which because we are most likely to be the kind of essential workers who have to work in person and can't demand that everybody else wear a fucking mask depending on tips depending on the the graciousness of others or really just depending on going to work and clocking in and getting our fucking minimum wage or whatever else like we're more likely to be in those situations anyway we're more like we have all these extra risk factors before we even get to the hospital where the doctors are more likely to let our black asses die over somebody else. So, like, maybe let's not increase the amount of misinformation that's floating around out there. Please, sister, that is all I'm asking. And finally, for Matthew McConaughey, you bitch. What the fuck does she do? What the fuck did Matthew McConaughey do? So Matthew McConaughey went on a podcast. Russell Brand has a podcast called Under the Skin, which honestly oh, sounds God. disgusting. Sounds disgusting. But he went on there talking about let's get aggressively centric, which should give you an idea of where this is going. And so he basically said the illiberal left, which is like the Hollywood left, illiberal is what he said. But he Mm. was like, you know, y'all just need to reach out and try to understand where the people on the other side are coming from. Because, you know, many of us, when Trump was voting in four years ago, they were in denial that it was real. And now, even though it looks like Biden has won, the other side is completely in denial. And everybody, the elites on the coast are not thinking about what the majority really wants and You know, people just don't want to have to worry about this or think about this. And as always, what I have to say is, Matthew McConaughey, you are a cisgender, I believe heterosexual white man in the United States of America. Therefore, the amount of sympathy I have is very, very limited. However... When you start talking about how everybody should try to see both sides, that is because you are sitting directly in a position of privilege. You can see both sides because it don't matter which side win in your life. Hello. Either way, you're going to be just fine because, as I said, you're a cisgender, probably heterosexual white man in the United States of America. So it really don't matter if the Republicans or the Democrats are in office. You're going to be just fucking cheesy cakey just fine there's going to be no stress heartache stress whatever in your life regardless of who's in office i'm sure trump was in office and matthew mcconaughey was like wow my taxes are 300 i'm fucking loving this shit you know like and then if and now with joe biden in office it's probably gonna go up a hundred times that or a hundred thousand times that and he's still gonna be just fine you know why because he's fucking rich and it doesn't matter to him. However, that that advice is fine, I guess. It's not it, it isn't actually, but it's something that makes sense for other rich people like you. However, for most of us, the people who you talking to, who you call the illiberal left, people are so far to the left because they've seen what conservatism doesn't do for their lives. They've seen how the whole idea that uh, the economics of this country will trickle down. And as the rich get richer, the rest of us will also get richer. They've seen how that shit is a lie. 
they've seen how wages have stayed the same as the cost of living has gone up over the past three or four decades. They're not fucking dumbasses. So asking black people, trans people, gay people, queer people, poor people, all sorts of different people who experience different marginalizations to reach over and try to understand what the fucking KKK and the GOP is talking about is absurd. No, girl, I don't give a fuck with Trump and Mitch McConnell and and Kellyanne and all the rest of them dusty, dry skin ass white bitches have to say about anything because we're living two totally different lives in two totally different Americas. So mind your white man business and shut the fuck up if you can't advocate for the people who are struggling. Period. Fair enough. And that's all I have (laughs) for this week. I know it was more than what I usually do, but several people got on my fucking nerves this week. So Okay, so for me this week, I want to say two things. First of all, um, after the podcast last week, I was still kind of thinking about the conversation we had around whatever Tamara said about Bert and Ernie. And like, it wasn't even specifically about that, but I, it, that kind of took me into a thought that I've been having all this year and especially over the last week since the election, which is that so many Americans are willfully fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Like so many of y'all are so fucking ignorant and willfully so. And I just wanted to remind, I know many of y'all don't listen to people I'm about to address because why would you? We're black, we're queer and we call y'all out. But many of y'all probably have, uh, parents or siblings or <laughs> someone who may need to hear this. I just want to let y'all know your hero he's out of here. It's it's a wrap. Okay? Okay. Uh Mango Mussolini or whatever the girls call him. Mm. It is it's it's a wrap for that. Mm-hmm. Y'all are out here with no mask on, gathering around by the thousands while this fucking numbskull continues to show y'all charts and 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 diagrams and and paper mache models and all of this other <laughs> bullshit to try and continue this fuck ass story that he's made up. But that's not even really what I want to discuss. I want to let you know. I want to remind you because I've actually said this before. Once he's finally gone and the GOP sort of settles into his absence from, Mm -hmm. you know, the presidential standpoint, not only are they going to completely turn on him and act like they never supported him in in the first place and act like, you know, they're going to finally acknowledge that he's a complete fool, that he was completely uh, (laughs) incapable Mm -hmm. to be anybody's president much less the president of the fucking United States of America. They're going to call him out for all of the dumb shit that he has said and done over the past four years. And not only that, they are going to look to all of you. They're going to point to all of you bucktooth, inbred, <laughs> hillbilly psychopaths as the motherfuckers that really were the... Re- They're going to say, no, no, no. The sensible Republicans would know. We never, mm, ever mm. supported it. It was all of the such and such. They're going to talk about all of you motherfucking proud boy t-shirt wearing freak shows <laughs> that are out here saying the dumb, just the, like you, I don't, how do y'all not hear how dumb you are? Like, I, 
they're going to put all of you bitches on blast. Mm-hmm. The same people that you're living for and reposting on Facebook and what's happened to all of your fucking like liberal grandchildren and shit like that. Sweetheart, they're about to make all of y'all the fall guys. Yep. I want y'all to think about that. What like because it's coming. And it's coming soon because the fucking jig is up. <laughs> and the girls on the other side aren't even like doing complete backflips because we already know, you know, a, a hell of a lot is riding on Georgia right now. And either way, Joe Biden's half awake ass is the motherfucker that's about to be the president anyway. So it's like, <laughs> we're they not just out have here. to keep him alive till January 21st. <laughs> that's it. <sighs> Other than that, I wanted to also say that um, men wearing dresses is late. Like, more specifically, people being shocked or moved by men wearing dresses or quote-unquote women's clothing today, it's late. It's like... I we're not in the 1930s anymore as much as white Americans seem to think that we are. <sighs> men, especially straight men wearing gowns or dresses or skirts or whatever the fuck, especially in editorial photos and stuff like that, it's late. Like I don't understand. It's 2020. You know how many fucking celebrity men have worn dresses for magazines and and posters and shit like that? Are you really still who the fuck cares about Harry Styles or whatever fuck that white boy's name is wearing a goddamn gown? Are you bitches really still on this type of shit? Like it's so it's such a waste of fucking time. Harry Styles was not wearing a fucking gown to Trader Joe's or to the fucking post office. Furthermore, if he was, and once again, are you going to go beat him up? You're going to call his mommy and say, how dare you? Like what the fuck? What, what, what is the point of us still having this goddamn conversation? I don't understand why y'all who are talking about let men be manly and all this stuff. Y'all be the same ones that seem to only want men who will be completely toxic to you, beat your ass, talk down to you, like take your hard-earned money, be completely okay with you not getting paid the same amount as them for the same amount of work, like shitting on you in every form of advancement or progression that you try to have. Like these are the types of men, men that you're you're lifting up. They're they're the types of men that you're saying that you want when you say manly men. Furthermore, what the fuck does that mean? Cuz if we were in a time, in a setting, many, many years ago, it would be manly for a man to wear wigs and makeup and, and leggings heels. and <laughs> heels and peplum and tunics. <laughs> what, like, <laughs> the girls were out here dressed like fucking RuPaul. So they sure were. And they would have been looking at you like a fucking poor-ass, broke-ass plebeian for wearing whatever the fuck you call manly today. Things change over time. Except stupid, clearly. So, yeah, if you're still going to Facebook to make some weird-ass, white, liver-spot-covered rant about some fucking (laughs) straight man that wore a gown for Vogue or whatever the fuck, I... I really humbly request that you find something the fuck else to do. Because 
My God, is this conversation late? It's late. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> Niggas been wearing gowns forever at this point, especially for the shock and awe of whatever. And on top of that, I will also call out all of these fashion publications, all of these fucking magazines and websites and stuff that put these men in these gowns just for the sake of the, oh my God, he's so brave. This straight man mm-hmm. wore a fucking dress yep. for this whatever the fuck. Da, 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 da. Y'all bitches are late too because the whole ass reason that you be trying to get Harry Styles in a fucking gown in the first place is to say, oh my God, he's so comfortable in his whatever whatever and he's so brave as a straight man for wearing a gown where when queer people are out here wearing gowns or whatever in certain bodies y'all ready to throw their asses in ditches well so i don't give a fuck who which one of the the fifth direction or the (laughs) i'm an aunt i said fifth whatever the fuck that nigga's band is called harmony i don't give a fuck which ones of the harmonies directions are out here wearing whatever the fuck get off our dick queen shut the fuck up find something else to do <sighs> don't skillshare ad advertise on this show sometimes all kind of shit you can learn to find do. find a, a trade bitch mm-hmm. like my god i don't want to say how you, <laughs> it's like how does the, it's almost like the same thing that i said like about the whole, you know, niggas <laughs> having a thousand man fish fry out in, like, in somebody's house during yeah. the COVID. Like, at this point, for me, it's just like, girl, this is going to keep going. And so I, I, I will go real, real insane if I'm like, oh, my God, we're still doing it. Like, I, yeah. y'all are going to do it. You know what I mean? Clearly, at this point, it's, it's just detrimental for me to keep, you know, doing the crazy cartoon eyes bugging out of my head because y'all are doing this. Y'all been doing this since week one. So facts. Like, facts, facts. Of course the girls are doing that. I kind of feel the same way, or I feel like some of y'all should feel the same way about some of the dumbass conservative conversations that y'all have on social media or, you know, at the dinner table or whatever the fuck. Like, are y'all not tired of going through the same com- the same cycle of conversations about the same meaningless, dumbass fucking shit? Yeah. Because I'm tired of hearing it. So I'm like, you got to be tired of saying it. I, I, Is there nothing else? Is there nothing else? Nothing else to talk about? Even in, even even in, on like Ignorant Boulevard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even in the in the the neighborhood of stupid, there has to be something else because this one Lord, is help it <laughs> dead. Like I'm so tired of the, oh my god the, the Sean Mendes was where oh it would not be Sean Mendes because the only thing I know about Sean <laughs> Mendes is that he wants you to know he is not gay, hun. Can't tell you the name of a song, but I can tell you he's straight according to him. So it wouldn't be the doll, but you know what the fuck I'm saying. One of your other favorite pop heartthrobs putting on a fucking, you know, dress or whatever the fuck. It's not groundbreaking. It's not brave. It's not any of the fuck. Like, none of that anymore. And it's also not worth having a long-ass conversation about what a manly man is. Because really all you're saying is that you want serial killers. Didn't Sean, <laughs> like, didn't Sean Mendes kill his parents? What? I don't think so, hon. Yeah, that was a Sean and Eric Mendez in like the 90s. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe there's another Sean Mendes. This is the one that's dating that that girl that got kicked out of Fifth Harmony. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. That's Lyle and Eric Menendez, and that is a totally different <laughs> group of people. A whole so, ass, never mind. <laughs> whole other syllable in the name and all. I don't think I know who Sean Mendez is, but regardless, <laughs> it really does not matter. He is a pop star singer boy who has some pop star singing songs, and he has said no less than two dozen times in his very short career that he is all of the straight and has no problem with the gays oh, but girl. fuck that okay. so like <laughs> just for clarity yeah I doubt Sean Mendez no one's gonna get him to put on a dress probably for anything but what I'm saying is <laughs> the whole conversation around niggas are, are yeah. masculine presenting people whatever the fuck wearing gowns and dresses and scrunchies or headbands yeah. or whatever the fuck like oh my god get over it like wh- how are we ever supposed to advance to have like when do we get to the real fun yeah how are we supposed to advance as a civilization as a people and get to the good shit if we're still sitting here toying around and playing games with these same dumb ass caveman ass conversations which y'all <laughs> have been having forever fuck it's tired get over yourselves or when can we celebrate gay or trans or non-binary or non-gender conforming masculine people wearing something that is traditionally coded as feminine? Like literally anything but being extra excited over a stray boy putting on a dress. I don't care. <laughs> right. Because Harry Styles put on a dress for some magazine or whatever, some event. Oh my God, he's so brave. Hashtag blah, blah, blah. brave. Billy because Porter people might dress. think he's gay. <laughs> Billy Porter wear a dress in a magazine or at some event or something like that. And oh my goodness, we have to talk about the representation of the community and how we are at, we're sissifying our men. We don't have any strong men Lord. anymore because this individual niggas got a gown on. Oh God. Bitch. Meanwhile, your wife would love that fucking gown that Billy Porter has got on, bitch. Whether she admits it or not. Fuck y'all. I'm tired of you bitches. Make it hard for everybody. Okay, well, that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Don't forget to check us out at thisistheread.com. We are on social media at thisistheread. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. I believe uh, if there's anything up right now, might not be. Um, But yeah, any news for you this week, friend? No, but I will say that for the Happy Meal this week, I will just mention that Dion Warwick is on Twitter. And <laughs> oh, she is. <laughs> it has been one of the greatest experiences of recent me- memory for me in terms of, of that app and the others. Um, I would just like to specifically highlight one. She's been getting everybody together. She asked The weekend why he spells his name like that, because that's not how you spell it. Uh, <laughs> Did she really? Yes. yes. She also <laughs> mentioned that she really, in, I don't remember what Chance the Rapper song it was, um, but she mentioned liking one of his songs and then said something like, why do you tell us that your name is the rapper? Like, obviously. When we know you rap. <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, let me fire this week. She said, hi, Chance the Rapper, adding him. If you are very obviously a rapper, why did you put it in your stage name? <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about this. <laughs> that's the part that's funny. That is the part that sent me. Like, that part, I was literally oh crying. Oh my God, the idea that Dion Warwick is just sitting up thinking about this. It just, 
beautifully like created this visualization of like her grandbabies or somebody from her team or somebody playing this chance the rapper song and her being like hmm this is a cute song but why does he call himself a rap like obviously he's a rapper right fast forward to later that day she's like in the kitchen cutting up some vegetables (laughs) or something and she's like what the hell does he call himself (laughs) like (laughs) And then she's getting ready to go to bed at a sensible oh, 6 p.m. And she gets underneath the covers. And she's like, All I mean, obviously long. he raps. So All like, why the hell? Like, she, when she said, I cannot stop thinking about this, that was just the cherry on top. Yeah. That shit sent me over. So I don't know. I know that her team is sort of helping out with the the social and stuff because sometimes they put DW team mm. on things. Like somebody asked her, I think somebody said something like, can you get me something or can you pay for something or whatever? And they tweeted something like, um, this is the Dion War routine. She said no. Not ah, <laughs> she said no. <laughs> it was something like that. Don't quote me. But her <laughs> Twitter has been a joy. So thank you for that, Dion oh, and yes. Dion Warwick team. Niggas need joy wherever they can find it. And that includes us. Amen. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, we on that note, we will see y'all next week. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.